Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace, Ant, and Malik. <laughs> That's how it goes. So does Green Bay even need to beat Detroit? To They've already secured the number one overall they locked seed, it up. Right? And Aaron Rodgers yeah, said he doesn't want to play. That's why Aaron Rodgers wants to No, he wants to play. Yeah, now he wants to play because that stupid-ass reporter. But that's why That's why the – That's why the – um, wanted to play before. That's why the Lions spread is still two and a half. Is golf gonna play? Oh, yeah, because they don't think they don't they don't think he's gonna no uh golf might play, but they don't think that he's going to play. He wants to play, but they don't think he's going to. Well, it would be stupid for him to play. Like it would legitimately be dumb for him to play. If Green Bay wants Aaron Rodgers to come back, they better let him do whatever the hell he wants to do, which is basically what they've done all season. But if think he about it like this. If he wants to jump out like if he wants to do the Antonio you want to do Antonio Brown? They let him do that shit. If he plays Week 18 and he gets if, an ankle injury, or he like if if they if the Lions who are playing literally for like pride at this point to mess up his postseason, come out there and like force him to his left, and he turns his ankle real bad. What was it for? I don't Improve give a shit. Green Bay, dude. I don't give a shit. Green Bay is about to lose the best thing that they've ever had. You know, is he a free agent after this year? Ever? Huh? See if no, free agent remember, after the but no, but re- remember, he he retooled his contract to and, and got them to guarantee that he will be um, able to go wherever he wants to go next season. He would do one more year and then he would leave next season. And Devontae Adams is a free agent going into next season. So that doesn't really mean much you know because of the no, yes, but see, because of the franchise tag, Devontae Adams um, can't actually leave. No, they can stop him a, from no, leaving. He is, no, he's not under contract. I mean, they can tag him. They can tag. That's him what I'm him. saying. Somebody even if you're Devontae Adams, but even if you're not under contract, if they franchise tag you, you make like basically his salary goes up to something like because it's they did top, that to they did that to Allen Robinson. It's the top five percent. So he gets like twenty two million, and someone would actually offer it's him the top five percent of players at your position for one for one year. Yeah, exactly. Allen Robinson got that and this he, year. He, what I'm saying is. When Allison, when I, when when a when a franchise player gets tagged with the franchise tag, mm-hmm. a team can still acquire him. They just have to mm-hmm. give up stuff to to get him, which means they're going to have to give up what's the compensation for him. Is it going to be a first round pick and a third round pick? Well, guess what? The team that's acquiring Aaron Rodgers because he gets to go whatever the hell he wants will give up whatever the hell they want to get him. Yep, just like so, how Brady, Brady wanted you know, whoever he wants. Picks. Aaron Rodgers is going to be. No, 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 I'm not saying Rodgers is going to leave. I believe they'll let Rodgers go. I don't think they're no, going to let Devontae no, but Adams but go. But as soon as Rodgers coming in and signs, he's going to say, I want, I want Devontae goes, Adams. This isn't like the NFL. This isn't like the NBA where, like, as long as the other team matches the qualifying offer, Have you, you been paying leave. attention to Tampa Bay? <laughs> you can leave, Ace. Then the, the, you the, can, explain if, it to if, me. If they franchise tag you, how do you leave? If they franchise tag you yeah. and you don't sign – if they franchise tag you and you don't sign mm-hmm. the offer, right, Yeah. then – you go and then you 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 sign if you don't sign the the tag right, uh-huh. you can be then basically you can still sign with another team. But basically, the franchise tag means is that the compensation that has to be sent, they the, the franchise tag means that it makes it difficult because the team that does sign you, they have to has send to pay compensation you that or more. 
they have to send comp compensation to Green Bay in order to get your rights. The, what happens is what happens with the franchise tag is you tag, I tag you. I say, I haven't signed you to a, to a long-term deal yet, but I'm putting the franchise tag on you, which means that any team that wants to sign you has to pay me to get you. Has to give up two first round picks or a first and a third or whatever the compensatory value is for you to get you on top of paying you whatever the money is that you pay. When a player doesn't, when players don't get, um, you know, obviously when those offers don't come through, then the player signs the franchise tag, the franchise tender, which is a one-year tender at the value, 5% of their market value, of their, of their um, market value for their, their position or wide receiver. So Allen Robinson, when he was tagged, he could have signed with another team if another team was willing to give up a first and a third or two firsts or whatever the compensation was going to have to be to Chicago to get him. Nobody did that. So he signs his franchise tender and, and, and stays on with Chicago. So another team has to be willing to give a, a draft picks in order to sign picks. that player. Right. Picks. And, and yeah, and it's decided. And how do they decide those picks, though? It's based on the franchise tag. It's based on right. the type of tag. So you have a franchise tag, you have the transition tag, you have another, I can't, there's like two, three levels of tags. So the franchise, the franchise tag, tag is like, does it guarantee a first round pick? It's like two first round picks. Two first round picks. Yeah. So basically the owners have made it so that it's really difficult if you exactly. franchise tag someone for them to leave. Exactly. Yeah, that's how it's so, supposed to be. So, so, a team, so a team would have to give up Two first round picks to get Devontae Adams if the Green Bay Packers go ahead and franchise tag. Exactly. Which what so I'm two, saying is which is which so is what he I'm, could which technically is, leave, but yeah. it would be like really tough for him to and leave Rodgers. Right. And what I'm saying is if you're the Denver Broncos okay. and you get to sign Aaron Rodgers outright because he's been allowed to leave. Yeah. And Devontae Adams has clearly stated he does not want to stay. And you want to win a Super Bowl in the next two? You don't care. See, if you're if you're if you're whatever team is acquiring Aaron Rodgers does not care mm -hmm. about the next two years of draft picks. They could give a shit because they they're gonna I win. Mean, they they plan on winning. No, but they plan on winning this year. So they could give up two years of per, of picks to give. Oh, you're years. saying they're pulling another Peyton Manning, like when he was there for exactly. two seasons, right? He was, he was there for two seasons or three. He was there for like four, three. Or he was four, there for four years. Yeah, he was there for like three or four. That's right, because the first year he went, they had that crazy playoff game where, like, he threw six touchdowns, and then they lost in 2012 to Baltimore because they threw, like, eight touchdowns in the playoffs or something to say like that, right? Did that I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not losing my mind. Like, that actually happened. Joe mm -hmm. Flacco went off in Denver and just, like, laid waste to them after they were in the divisional round. It was insane. Right. Right, that was when they lost. They lost to Flacco the and the Raiders, yeah, the Ravens, yeah. who wound up winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I was like, "This is wild." And then the next season, and it was the 2014 season when they beat Cam. No, Cam right. lost to Seattle. 2015. They, 2015. So they win the 2014 season. So he was there in 12, 13, 14. Because I thought he retired yeah. after he won the Super Bowl. He was like, "I'm done." Yeah, he was done after he won the Super Bowl. He got hurt. He, he got three, hurt. He got hurt in the third year. Yeah. Oh, he got hurt before yes, he got, he got hurt. Well, he, he played. He played in the playoffs. He, oh, that's right. He came back in the playoffs. Back anyway. to the playoffs. Right. Like, yeah. His name was carrying the team for him. He played two years. So he got yeah. hurt. Year three. And then year four, he got hurt again. And then he, he limped through the rest of the year. I'm lagging over there. It was. I'm going to show you the sentence he had right now. Because I want to say it. Because I think they're not going to let both of them go for nothing. They're going to want some picks. I'm telling you, they're not, they not going to leave. They have no reason mm. to leave. 
listen, just because people don't have a reason to doesn't mean they don't make bad decisions. Yeah, you mean like um, Antonio Brown? No, Antonio Brown, apparently, I just read this That's in what, the this Athletic. Is, go on the Facebook he's having, chat. He's having surgery. Go on yeah, the he, Facebook he, chat. He better have surgery. <laughs> That's the Instagram post that both Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams put at the same time on the same day before the season started. Those two guys <laughs> hate each other. I don't know what that means. No, that was the last dance. That mm-hmm. was last dance. It was for the last dance. That's what they put up. They both posted yeah. that. Oh, this I get what you're saying. Dance. I was like, a picture of Scotty and Michael fist bumping isn't really a compliment no. to, to them staying together long term. It was just, it was just after just the saying. last dance. And that's what, they, that's, what, that's what they posted. And everybody was like, okay. So again, I, I'm not saying that they can't change their mind. What I'm saying is Aaron Rodgers at this point is week 18. Aaron Rodgers, if Green Bay, if the, if the fans of Green Bay, if the people of Green Bay, if the team of Green Bay want Aaron Rodgers to come back, you let that man do whatever the hell he wants to do. If Aaron Rodgers wants to play left guard tomorrow on Sunday, you let him play. And I don't give a <laughs> shit. You just let him rock out. I, mean, I don't care. I don't care. He wants to play free safety and return a punt. Go right ahead, dude. Uh, let him try that COVID tone, make a kick, a field goal. <laughs> COVID tone, field goal. Handle your business. Whatever he wants to do, you could have. If Aaron Rodgers wants to be Bugs Bunny tomorrow and play every position for one play, let him do it. <laughs> him oh do no, it. he is severely underpaid. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is eighth season in the league. Do not care, homie. He's on his second contract. He is making crazy underpaid. So Devontae Adams, I. How did he not get paid before this? Once he signed that second contract, yeah, he's out earned it a while ago. He was another number one receiver, but I'm guessing when he signed that second contract. Uh, well, he got drafted in 2014. I thought it was much sooner. I thought it was 16 or 17. So he's already on his second deal. He's about to get his third deal. And uh, yeah, he needs to ask for a lot more cash. Um, I guess Jordy Nelson was getting all the bread back then because he was still on the team in 2014. But um, regardless, yeah. Yeah, he's he better than Jordy Nelson the last time so he was here, there because here, Jordy tore up his knee. Here, here's so here's the here's the value here's the value the compensation value for a non-exclusive franchise tag, which is the which is the common franchise tag. Okay, just just yeah. that's the common one that everybody gets. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So I'm going to read it out so everybody on everybody that's listening to the pod, you guys can hear this the meaning of it. Okay. Non-exclusive franchise tags are most common, commonly used. It means a team will pay the tagged player no less than the average of the five highest salaries at the player's position over the last five years or 120% of the player's cap number from the previous season, whichever number is greater. Okay, The player is allowed to negotiate with other teams, but his current team can match any offer sheet. If a player's current team declines to match another team's offer, it will be awarded two first-round draft picks as compensation. So that basically means if Devontae Adams decides, if if Green Bay tags him, he can go out and he can negotiate a $120 million deal with another team. And Green Bay can match it. If they want to match it, they can match it. But they won't because if Aaron Rodgers ain't there, what the hell do you match Devontae Adams' money for? Leave him be and rebuild with Jordan Love, okay? Well, draft a quarterback and take those year. two and take those two first round picks in return. That's why I'm saying if Aaron Rodgers leaves, Devontae Adams is as good as gone because it doesn't make any sense to retain him at franchise wide receiver money because you're basically rebuilding. Jordan right. Love is not ready to take this team to 13 and three or 14 and three, whatever the hell Green Bay is going to wind up being when the season's over. Jordan Love's not doing that. 
Yeah, he's just a bridge. He's a bridge quarterback, so, a caretaker, in my opinion. So what are you doing? Paying for. That's true. That's It just makes no sense. Rebuild the squad. Hmm. It, I was wondering, did that same thing happen? Did that same thing happen to the Bills receiver? What's that dude's name? That's no, on the Bills before Vicks, he was in you, Minnesota. But do you get what I'm saying? Like that's why yeah, they would. That's why they would franchise tag Adams. Why? Because because to get you the want compensation. The, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. To yes. get, yeah. Oh no. That, but that's my agree. point. Like that's why they do it. They don't do it because no. they actually want to keep him on the team. They do it because no, no, I, I we get two what first round is, picks and we lose him and Rogers. Yeah. All right. That'll work. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, somebody will pay that. If Aaron yeah. Rodgers go, if, if if whatever team Aaron Rodgers goes to, he's going to go to a team that is, excuse me, that is likely ready to win, right? That's ready to win now. Okay. Everybody keeps saying Denver, that but I don't really trade. think Denver's ready to win. Well, Denver just him, needs a quarterback. With him, mm-hmm. like if you add him, or you know, what does that what does that make the team? So again, I'm not again. I think there's at least four or five mm-hmm. teams. He could As go a Bears to, fan, I'm happy he's out of the division. But you could put him on Cleveland, and he's actually quite quite make that dude, team better. You don't want to go to Cleveland. Put him. Why? Because it's cold. No, because that's to, actually a tougher to, division than what he's been in. Send him to Pittsburgh. Send him like, to New Orleans. If he goes to Houston, he goes to New Orleans. He goes to Denver. He goes to Carolina. Houston. Why? Why not Houston? They won. They won four games this season with no quarterback. They got Brandon Cooks. Imagine Devonte Adams, him, and Brandon Cooks on offense. They can right, draft the running gonna, back. He's going to want to go to and the rest of the picks on defense. He's going to want a stack team like how Brady has a stack team, how Mahomes has a stack team. He wants to go to that. Mahomes. I don't think he. I don't Mahomes think he doesn't really that. have a stack team. I don't think he needs it. I don't. I mean, I don't think he needs it. You don't need it in Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah, he, apparently, Bay, like if I was the running backs from Green Bay, I'd feel a little slighted because basically he's making it seem like he had no running game. He's never said anything good about his running backs. Aaron Jones uh, and AJ Dillon are, are doing their damn thing. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is, he just doesn't want to be in Green Bay anymore. And I completely get it. It's Wisconsin. Like it's done. He's done 17 years ago. Like 15, 16 That's what you years ago. He's just like, I'm done with Wisconsin. I'm just done with Green Bay, dude. Like, so he's going to go become a Miami Dolphin. Dude, he's been oh, engaged. He's, he, oh, I think he's he's newly engaged. Actually, he's, that's he's, a team he could. Girlfriend. That's a team he could crush. No, he cannot. And I, and I know you don't want to admit it, no. but he would crush. He would crush with that team. No, I, I, I think two. I think two. That, that's two. With team. Miami, he needs to leave that alone. Miami. Yeah, yeah. yeah would, that's two. His team. He would, he would do because they have a, they have a pretty good young running back, and so far the offense is working with Tua. Imagine if they have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the defense the is defense going is, well. They have Aaron Rodgers as a bunch of draft picks as it is. No, no, no. Aaron Rodgers and, and Devonte Adams and Jalen Waddle <laughs> in that whole situation. No, no, no. We don't need. We don't. We don't need um, to speak. We don't need to speak that into existence. Just leave Kisicki, it to uh, you know them. No, no, no. We just leave. Shout leave out to all the Jets fans. That's it. No, you no, still no. Gonna, I mean, you you're still gonna like Brian Flores if they got him? No, no, no. <laughs> it makes sense because it would be, be an AFC list. team. He'd be on my shit list. You know now, but if the Devonte Adams come to the Jets, you know that's a little bit better there. Oh, good, good question. Then, would you trade Zach Wilson for Aaron Rodgers? No. So you're telling wow. me you could win a Super Bowl next season? And you're like, nah, I'm good. So, so, so that's a short term type of thing. Dude. Aaron like Rodgers. Home- if you knew, if you knew you were getting Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, right? See that? <laughs> I because, because, no, because because I'm saying because as I just said, I think that they're a package deal. 
I think that wherever one goes, the other one's going to go. So if you if you could guarantee Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and you had and, to give up. And all you got to do is that, give up one first round draft pick and Zach Wilson. And, and a first round pick. And that wouldn't it, do it. And the money. Oh, man, that's kind of hard, man, because I like the homegrown thing, thing that's going on right now. Home this grown. team is building up all these homegrown <laughs> players and, you know, players that nobody gives a hoot about and stuff well, like you're that. You're clearly not a Yankees them. fan. it's very tough because and then also i had the experience with brett Favre type of thing i don't want to go through that again yeah but brett Favre was legitimately cooked the thing is that brett Brett Favre didn't want to go to the jets either brett Favre could have actually won the super bowl to jets if he didn't actually get hurt he was like jets was actually doing a thing until brett Favre actually got hurt yes they were they were playing well with Favre. I thought it was dumb that he showed up and he was like, so where's the stadium in Times Square? And I'm like, come on, man. Like, you never played the Giants before? Like, you thought the stadium moved from Jersey? Where? You never played a road <laughs> game in New York? He probably slept on a bus, woke up, went to go play the game, went, went back to sleep before they got on the bus and went the fuck home. He didn't realize that was He didn't even know he wasn't in New York City. He's a bumpkin. He's a country bumpkin. He probably thought he was in New York City. So he got off the plane and thought he was in New York City. <laughs> and he's from the New Jersey. I think he's like the only pro quarterback to ever born in the state of Mississippi to make the NFL. Like real talk, he's the only one ever. Well, a quarterback maybe, yeah, yeah, straight ball. Yeah. Probably, probably walked around the swamps and was like, "Wow, New York City looks a lot like Mississippi." It's like, <laughs> well, well, that's the reason all why right. he's promoting those Wrangler dreams all the time. So you know, <laughs> he needs that retirement checks. Speaking of which, I got some Wrangler jeans in my car. I need to go see if I could try on. Oh my god. <laughs> like Brett Favre. Okay. So we are gonna get into <laughs> welcome to the Uptown Parlay podcast. Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. <laughs> all forgot right. All about that. We are gonna get into the draft order for next year, who is currently being led by the Jacksonville Jaguars, who apparently are six and oh. Um, against the Indianapolis Colts the past couple of seasons. So apparently everybody thinks that the Colts, uh, who need to win to get in, are going to lose to Jacksonville, which is insane. That's not going to happen. But if the Colts, if Jacksonville loses, they get the number one overall pick. The Lions are behind them, then the Texans, then the Jets, the Giants, the Panthers, the Jets again via Seattle, and then the Bears. If the Bears win, um, Washington's playing. Washington's playing a pretty easy team this week. They're playing the Giants. So if Washington wins and the Bears win, they'll both be at seven and nine. If the Falcons lose, the Bears can actually go from giving the Giants the eighth pick and going all the way up to the 11th pick. Let's go Bears. Because then they beat Minnesota or the 12th pick, which would be hilarious because as my boy LeVon all year has been chanting, we're going to get two fourth round. We're going to get the fourth and the fifth pick. And I'm like, this is six, seven with team. Like they're bad, but not that bad. (laughs) Like, no, it's crazy as it sounds. Like, so they could end up, if they win this game, they'll go from getting the seventh pick to getting, like, the 11th pick, which isn't worth as much. Oh, yeah, I can't. It is what it is. Birdman hands are going to be rubbing it together because all of Giants fans, you like, see their hearts fall down to see them get out the top ten. If they can beat Seattle, they can definitely beat Minnesota, who's already out of the playoffs. Like, Minnesota can make it, I don't think, no matter what. I don't think there's a way in which they can make it to the playoffs. Well, Minnesota's the battle of two, Minnesota versus Chicago is going to be a battle of two um, coaches that's going to be fired by Monday. Mm, maybe. There's only one. No, there's no, only one spot. Ain't no maybe. Ain't no, no maybe. Zimmer, no, Zimmer shouldn't be. Zimmer, uh, to be honest, I don't put Kirk Cousins on Zimmer because 
he stuck with him, but he was like, all right, well, who else are we going to get? It was more of that situation. With Doesn't matter. Tr- Trubisky was never Matt Nagy's guy. And also that double joint kick, like, we don't know. The Bears could have won a playoff game. Like, you fire a coach that had that team that ready? And they got into the playoffs last year when they weren't supposed to even be there, and it kind of worked. And then they've had so many injuries this year, so just is what it is. It'd be like saying, well, we got to let go of Harbaugh. Baltimore's falling off. Well, speaking of which, you think um, Harbaugh's coming back from college? Um, he said he was. He said he, he said he would think about it. Let's put it like this. If the Bears want him, they can get him. But I can't he imagine. Really he what, other teams, what other teams want him? The Giants? He's going to go coach the Giants? It'd be Chicago. It'd be the Giants. Who, who else is going to fire their coach for another former? Well, he, he did coach in the NFL. He was good at both. And yes. as good as Michigan is now, I can't see them getting much better because they don't get five stars. Like the reason why they lost, and they, they pointed this out, um, there's 18 five-star players at Georgia. You know how many Michigan has? Three. So that's the equivalent of having 18 first-round picks on one team and three first-round picks on another team, except everybody's the same age. You don't have any veterans. You don't have any guys that are like 30. Yeah, no supplements. So, so exactly. I, I, I will say, but I, I will say this. If Jim Harbaugh comes back and gets a job before Anthony's boy Eric Bieniemy gets a job, Anthony is going to legitimately go to the NFL offices and raise holy hell. I honestly think that's still going that's going to happen. After all of the talk that that Anthony made about Eric Bieniemy deserves a job in the NFL, mm-hmm. if they go and get Jim Harbaugh from college and bring him in, and he gets hired before Eric Bieniemy gets another head gets a head coaching job. Yeah, I honestly think we're going to lose Anthony on this show. I think he's going to get arrested for going to the NFL and going to beat somebody up. <laughs> I feel bad for for Airbnb. I could definitely see that happening because, especially with Harbaugh, he they're going to say he got the experience. They're just going to you know do the token token black interviews and call it a day, and then hire Harbaugh, similar to what Jack, Jacksonville is doing right now. Well, the fact that Airbnb, the fact that they thought that Urban Meyer would work in Jacksonville was nuts to me. Because from jump, he went and he hired that strength coach in Iowa who's like calling dudes the N-word and getting in their face and like all of this other crazy stuff. And then his boy hooked him up and made sure that he got paid. He's still the head coach there. And he's like, yeah, come to the pros and do this. I was like, no, no, don't don't come to the pros. <laughs> the team was like, what, what are you doing? Like, why would you hire this guy? It's like, I'm trying to give him another shot. He got paid $1.2 million as a strength coach. Like, no, no strength coach is that important. Sorry. The so, bad thing about the about the Jaguars is this that they just hmm. saw the name Urban Meyer. They just saw the name and that was it. And it was like, all right, forget about, you know, see if this actually worked with our team. Forget about his experience and going to the NFL. Forget that he would do some dumb shit like he just basically what he did all year. They just decided to hire him. I mean, they, I think they legitimately felt like Urban Meyer because of because of his college roots and because of what he had done for college, for quarterbacks and when and during his time in Ohio State that he could legitimately help uh, Trevor Lawrence to develop into a great quarterback. type of quarter a great quarterback in the NFL and that the rest would figure itself out you know in terms of like the the, the other side of it was that yeah. he was there to develop Trevor Lawrence he's That's good at he developing for. quarterbacks he did help Alex Smith he did help all the guys from Florida get drafted and get into the league yeah. That's what he was there for. Yeah. And the the fact of the matter is, Trevor Lawrence did not develop this year very well. Yeah, he didn't trust him Jacksonville didn't get any better as the year went on. And then all of these stories about... Here's the thing. 
all of the stuff that that Urban Meyer did, right? Right. If Trevor Lawrence was playing rookie of the year type ball, he played like Justin Herbert last bit. season. It wouldn't have mattered one bit. Mm-hmm. Would it would not have mattered one bit. That dude could have been sacrificing kids, and he would have been per. They would have been like, you know what? <laughs> We don't see well, it. As I, as I pointed it. out on this podcast, when he stayed behind in Ohio to go to his own sports bar that he owned, he got videotaped in a place that he owns. He wasn't out like at some random yeah. bar in Columbus. He owns that place. That's his bar. His name out front. And they were like, oh, let's get this one taped and send this up. So that means but he doesn't even have friends in the place that he owns. Yeah. So and no one likes this dude. No one likes him, but no one would have cared if he was winning. Winning, winning solves it all, I and not just winning, but winning with winning with the the franchise. Because the Jackson, you gotta remember, Jacksonville's in a situ- in a really really bad situation, where no matter what they've done over the last 10, 12 years, it hasn't worked. Like nothing's it's the worked. AFC title game. That was it. In, not in the last ten years. Yeah. You mean with, in, with Bortles that one year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yes, that was those that like in a decade, like. They made it that was, that was like twice yes. back to back. I was, was like, wow, the Jacksonville Jaguars don't suck. That was that when the team actually looked like Bortles. Like, yeah, if you yeah. was not here, we would be. It felt like when the that, made it to but the But that was also, like, but that was also in spite of their quarterback. They that that team was first of all, Bortles was pretty good. No, he wasn't. He was just a clipboard holder. Let's, let's he was benched on. by the like by the next year. He was benched. He was still on the league. Next year, benched like benched on that team. Okay. Yeah. He, he, so that was the rise of what's the mission? Um, Minshew, right? Yeah, Gardner Minshew. Um, I think he came in afterwards. Was, it, was was he? Oh no, was no, it was another was quarterback. The same squad? He got drafted after him. He got drafted that next season out of Washington State. Yeah, I mean, here's the, I, I just I honestly don't think that I think Urban Meyer's success was built on Trevor Lawrence being good. The fact that Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence has not been good this year is why Urban Meyer is not a head coach in the in not a head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And won't be a head coach of any team in the NFL anytime soon. Well, Maybe he goes back to college if he wants to go. But I, I, I said really they hired the enemy. I think Myers' problem was that he thought that he could Who, Jacksonville? You think what, Jacksonville what, should what, hire the enemy? I think Jacksonville should hire the enemy. Anthony, what were you saying? You said Jacksonville's problem was. Did he freeze? No, I froze. No, I was basically saying that Jacksonville's problem – oh, not Jacksonville. Um, Urban Meyer's problem was basically he thought he could ride the coattails of Trevor Lawrence and thought that, you know, he's just going to carry over instead of getting him accustomed to the NFL and trying to learn learn, learn the game that way. As far as uh, Jack, um, Jacksonville's coach, I'm hoping for O'Brien Leftwich to actually get the job. I, I really? think that would be nice. As a as yeah. a call home for the player and the fact that he's been so successful with him, I wonder if it puts a little puts a little too much pressure on Leftwich. Prodigal son comes home; it's his first coaching job, and it's a really bad team. It's a really bad team. Now, granted, it would be the same level of pressure on Eric Bieniemy, right. but Eric Bieniemy isn't the prodigal son of you know what I mean. Like he's not that guy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, because Leftwich played there. Right. But the thing is that the only reason I'm, I'm more for left is because I think he'll give more of a shot, more of a you know, extension mm. of that um that honeymoon compared to anybody else. 
Well, if Bienemy come, if if KC wins the Super Bowl, Bienemy will have the long leash because he'll be a two-time Super Bowl champion, regardless of if he was a two-time Super Bowl champion. And he has the respect of a lot of people in the league. And also, as he'll, like he'll, he'll have been on a team that literally went to three straight Super Bowls, which hasn't right. happened since the Bills. Right, and and he runs that offense. Right, he doesn't. It's not like he is. He defers to Reed. Like Andy Reed has said on multiple occasions, Eric Bienemy runs our offense. And so that mm-hmm. offense that you see from Kansas City on the field, that's Eric Bieniemy's, not not Andy Reid. That Eric Bieniemy is just calling. And that's you know? the messed up thing about it is that people don't people doesn't not give him any credit at all. I really feel bad about that. They do not give him credit. They think it's all Andy Reid all the time. Well, I told you this last year when we, were, when we were talking about the coaching vacancies, which I figure we'll get into it this year. I just think that there are a lot that people don't like him. I think there's something about Eric Bieniemy that people don't like, and he goes through the interview process, and they're like, you know what? He can coach his butt off, but he's a bit of an asshole. And so that's probably it. It's just that's just, <laughs> it's just the funny thing is like Matt Patricia, people didn't realize that about Matt. Matt Patricia sold himself very well in the interview and came in. And that's when people realized that he was that a jerk. one suit he owns, apparently. You know. I mean, come on, uh, I would have I would have liked to see a live feed of that in that interview with Patricia because I've never seen that man wear a shirt or a tie. Never. Or shave his beard. Me neither. Me neither. I'm just, just trying to figure out when that pistol like the grouch every day. I just want to know if does he ever go a day without having that pencil in the ear? No, he doesn't. They they interviewed him the first day um in lot when he was the Lions head coach, because I watched that interview. Of course, I watched the interview whenever my head coaches get signed. Um, and they asked him about it, and he was like, Nope, he's been wearing it literally every single day since he was in school. I think it was a week ago, and I think Harvard or something like that. Like he's he went to an Ivy. Well, whatever he Ivy he went to, yeah, whatever Ivy he went to. Like he's been wearing it literally ever since then, every single that's, day. That's why it didn't work because he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Oh yeah, he absolutely does. <laughs> that's that's I what think, it I is. think. I I think he thinks he's smarter than Bill Belichick. Honestly speaking, I think he does believe he's smarter than him. Hmm. Some of the comments that he made when he was a Lions when he was a Lions coach led me to believe that. Didn't he go he back? He's the smartest he, man in the room. Isn't he coaching back with? Isn't he coaching back with the Pats right now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he, he is. He's a DC, DC I think. Yeah. I don't think he's a DC. I think he's like a defensive. He's on the defensive side, but I don't think he's like the DC right now. Okay, I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. Yeah. When he was when he was hired, when he was hired, he wasn't hired as a DC, but he may have been promoted to it now. I haven't seen okay. him on the sideline in Pat in Pat's games. I'm gonna recap our stats from last week real quick. All right, while you do that, I want to see something about Eric B. Enemy because I could have sworn it was something that was Malik. in his past is, is the reason why. You wanna you, you just wanna chronicle what you're looking up while, while while I'm talking or can I can I go ahead? Go ahead, go ahead. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, you appreciate you appreciate when I whip y'all guys behinds this week as well, baby. Mm-hmm. Anthony went uh ten and six last week, I believe. Is that correct? Eleven and five. Eleven. Oh, Anthony went eleven and five. Yeah. What? Malik went ten and six, and I went yeah. eight and eight. And Anthony yep. is still in last place at 113 <laughs> and 125. I'm in second at 115 and 123. And Malik is in first at 117 and 121. So we got a two-game lead on me because I went eight and eight after my amazing 10 and six week. But it so is what, I, what I will say is all I want to do, I don't care where I finish. I won last year. So I'm okay, I'm, I'm okay with... If, if I finish in second this year, I just want to go 10 and six again so I can finish at 500. That's it. That's literally all I'm shooting for this year. So you just want to go 10 and six again so you can finish at five. 
Well, you don't, you know, you'd have to, but what you'd have to do is, yeah, you'd have to go 10 and six because you'd have to get mm-hmm. four more wins than losses. Yep. And I need to get eight more wins than losses. So I got to go 16 and 0. Yeah, right? basically. Okay. So I just got to go for a perfect weekend, which I can do. Yeah. And how hard is that? Uh, well, yeah, you, you did it. You, uh, you came close. You have, I think you, of all of us, you've come the closest to a clean sweep of a week. I think your best week was week 13. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Your best week was week 13. You went 11 and three. My best week this season um, was week five. I went 11 and five. And Ant's best week was, last was week, week three. <laughs> yes, was week three. He, he actually, Ant had two 11 win weeks. He went, went week three, he went 11 and five. And last week he went 11 and five. So Ant is... Uh, I'm the most dang- I'm the most dangerous coy guy in here. I can easily pass y'all. I never know. Mm, I don't know about that. You've also had the most weeks at five and six. Hey, that's because I, you know, my my eight ball wasn't working at the time, so you know, it's true. Ant is like <laughs> the De- Ant, Ant is the Deontay Johnson of of this group. He's he the Trayvon Diggs. He can catch. He can catch the deep ball, or he can <laughs> drop a he can drop a five yard slant. It just does, it, it doesn't huh? matter. It's either gonna be it's either gonna be a pick six or he's gonna give up a touchdown. It's one or the other. Wow. Yeah, and anybody that watched Deontay Johnson last week against Cleveland knows exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that was that was wild. That's one reason why that game was close. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Dave like four drops, was I think, chasing him down. Yeah. And then Snoop roasted him on the Madden on the uh, Manning cast was last. That old three and out play. We need a yeah. first down, but I'm still gonna throw that three and out. Let's go. Three and out. One, three two, and three. Out. One, two, three. Let's go. Let's go. I was like, wow. Oh man. He knows him too. He actually got photos with him after the Super Bowl and everything. It was hilarious. All right. Let's get into it. The first game we got up is Saturday. There's two games. Kansas City at Denver. Kansas City is laying 10 points. Kansas City slows a shot at the number one overall pick, number one overall seed in the AFC. They've got to win this game. And they need Tennessee to lose to Houston, which does not seem likely, but it's technically possible as Houston beat um, as Houston beat the LA Chargers. And Houston is at least at home, so that gives them a better chance. Kansas City is also going to Denver. The spread on that game is 10 points. The over-under is 44. Um, Kansas City is going to destroy them, kind of like the way the Patriots blew out. Uh, the Patriots blew out Jacksonville last week, beating them 50 to 10, beating Houston 50 to 10. So I'm taking Kansas City and the over. Go ahead, Ann. Yeah, that's a hobby. So I'm taking Kansas City and the over, too. Denver's missing Aaron Rodgers. He'll be there next year to go against KC. But right now, it's going to be KC and the over for me as well. Drew Locke is all right, but, man, he's really not developing. So it feels like a Drew, Drew Locke's going to be in the practice squad next year. Yeah, Malik. So I would take Denver if, if, if Teddy Bridgewater was playing. But I think he's out. Um Kansas City, I don't think that Kansas City has much to play for in this one. Number um, one overall seed. No, because if Tennessee wins, they get the they get the number one seed. So yeah, yeah. so Kansas City, so so technically Kansas City has to play to try to win this game. But I don't know what time the Tennessee game is. I guess we'll get to it to figure out what time that game is. It's um, on Sunday. Uh, no, the Tennessee the Tennessee game is at one o'clock, right? So yeah. in theory, right? If Tennessee 
beats the brakes off of Houston. We'll get to that game and determine whether or not we think that's going to happen. But if Tennessee beats the brakes off of Houston and secures the number one seed, then Kansas City doesn't have anything to really play for. And then I'm, you're probably looking at a situation where Mahomes and the starters of Kansas City play maybe the first half, you know, maybe even See, the first series. The because they game. play Saturday. They play before. The right. Titans okay. Play. They play Saturday night. That's so right. Okay. So yeah, they're going to so, go. Yeah, they got to play to win, win this game. Yeah, yeah, they got to play to win. Um, okay, Kansas City. Then um, I'll tap. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't realize when that game was. Um, I thought it was a Sunday. Um, yeah. So Kansas City needs this win. Um, the only thing I will say, though, that just to be on the lookout for is obviously Clyde was he lay there looks like he's not going to play this game. Um, he banged. He got banged up last week during the game last week. I don't know if he's out for the season or if he's just out for this game. Um, yeah, he's questionable uh, with a collarbone injury. So. If he plays that, if he doesn't play, that can trend things a little bit. You know, we saw um, Daryl Williams uh, score a couple of touchdowns last week uh, as his backup. So not saying that they're incapable of running the ball, that Clyde Edwards-Elaire doesn't play, but he definitely provides a different level of uh, a game, a different level of game for them. Um, that said, Kansas City is coming off of a loss. I think they're going to just want to get a win to, you know, right the ship before going into the playoffs. So I'm going to take KC in the under as well. All right. Next up, we got Dallas at Philadelphia. Dallas has already won the division. Philadelphia has already locked up a playoff spot. Philadelphia really needs like four different things to happen for them to even move up. Um, right now, I believe they're the seventh seed. So I don't know how much Dallas is really going to play because I don't think if Dallas wins, they can technically get up higher because I believe they're the fourth team, the fourth division winner because Green Bay has 13, the Rams have 12, and Tampa Bay has 12. Arizona still has a shot of winning the division if the Rams lose. And Philadelphia, if they win, they need San Francisco to lose for them to move up to the two seed, the second wild card. I don't really know how much of a difference that's going to make. That being said, Philadelphia is getting seven points. Um, both of their quarterbacks are pretty good. If they end up resting Dak or anybody else for Dallas, I don't really see them having much of a chance. And this game is in Philly. So I don't know how much Dallas really has to play for here, but I'm going to lean towards Philadelphia getting those seven points. I think that Dallas may win the game, but I think that Philly's actually going to be trying harder just to go into the playoffs on a win. Give me Philly, and I will take the over at 42 and a half. Go ahead, Ant. It seems like we're going neck and neck on the same thing again. Give me Philadelphia in the over in this one. Dallas has been falling apart, in my opinion. They got, got some little bit injuries, to concerns to go about. And this is the time of year where Dallas falls down. So I'm going to go with Philadelphia in the over in this one. Well, Michael Parsons is out with COVID, right? Yes. So he's, yeah. They're, they're, he's not going to come back in time rusher. either. No, he he's can't. Not, he'll be he back can't. for the playoffs. Right. But he's going to need that extra time to rest. So that is what it is. Go ahead, Malik. It's a primetime game. You know, Dallas likes to get up for the primetime games. This is a rivalry of all rivalries. Those two, These two teams absolutely hate one another. Um, it's in Philly. So, you know, they want to perform, you know, Dallas wants to perform well in Philly. Um, I think the last thing that Dallas wants is to, uh, back their way into the playoffs with two losses against, but they two really teams don't have that... much to play for. Like what's the, it's not a, I, don't, the third I don't, seed or the fourth seed. The thing is, I don't think it, I don't think it's about having something to play for. Well, first off, I mean, if depending upon how they, how the seating lands, I mean, they could be playing, Arizona um, in that first game, which to who they just lost to at home a week a week ago, and they may want that you know the the, the payback against 
uh, Kyler Murray and his squad, whatever. But um, I don't know. I just my my feeling on this is that Dallas is the better team, should be should win the game. I think the seven and a half points is a lot to lay. I think the team that honestly here. So here's the thing is, I think the team that decides to decides to pack it in is actually Philly on this one, just because of the fact that they're such a heavily, they're such a team that relies heavily on their run game to win for, to win games. If mm-hmm. they play their style, they're likely to get Jalen Hurts in. Like every time you do this, oh, no, no. you're likely I'm, to get Jalen Hurts injured. I'm counting on Gardner um, Minshew playing. So if Minshew plays, oh, he's a Minshew better passer, plays, which means as long as they don't rest Devonta Smith, he's got people to throw to. He's a better passer, but if Minshew plays, I'm taking Dallas. He's I'm taking Dallas because okay. he's a statue back there and Dallas can tee off on him. Um, so <laughs> if Minshew plays, I'm taking Dallas. All right. I'm taking I'm taking Dallas regardless because again I feel like either they're gonna I feel like Minshew I think you're right I think Minshew's gonna play and I think that's what this line is predicting that Philadelphia is not gonna be, play play their their starting quarterback they have nothing to play for and as a result this team that that is that has won all their games this year based on running the football won't be able to run any as, as well because Gardner Minshew will be back there and so. That'll be the problem. And again, Dallas, I think Dallas really wants to win this game. I, I would I would look for Zeke or Elliott to have a pretty good game here. Well, one All thing right. about Philadelphia, I hope they fix their guardrails. You know what happened, what happened last so, week? That was in Washington. Yeah, that was in Washington. That's how crappy FedEx Field is. That stadium has been around since we was in high school, and that stadium was new in 1996 or 1997. So oh, like, that's horrible. yeah, that, that stadium has graduated from college at this point. That, that stadium is 24, 23 years old. And yeah, the high is going gonna to be a sunny 32 degrees um, and a low of 23 in Philly on Saturday night. So enjoy that, Dallas Cowboys. Um, yeah. Next up, we got the Washington football team who's going to be announcing the new team name, and February 2nd. Finally. Yeah. Going to follow the Washington Furies. I think it's going to be the Red Tails, personally. That's why they're doing it for Black History Month. Oh, that'll be really awesome, but that's not going to really happen. I can see, <laughs> I, I can see, I can see some BS name, um, Washington Roadrunners or something like that. The Roadrunners, that'd be hilarious. Meet me. Um, they're playing the Giants, the New Jersey Giants, after getting that beat down last week with my Bears. The Giants are only getting six and a half. Washington has nothing to play for. Neither did the Giants. Um, the Giants have no hope because they got no quarterback. Yeah, this time they actually pay. This time they paying State Farm. Last week it was, it was yeah. um Mike Glennon. I made a mistake on that one. Well, I was actually predicting this whether one. Whether it's him or Jake Fromm, I don't know what the difference is. If they give Jake Fromm Fromm a shot to play in the NFL, good for him. We'll get his picks, NFL moment. More picks. And the over under on this is literally the lowest one of the week. It's thirty eight and a half. I would. I mean, I guess I would have to lean. I don't know if they're gonna rest guys. I don't know if Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson are gonna play. But if they do. Saquon Barkley is still healthy. He had a 100-yard game last week. Washington's defense isn't fully healthy. I know Chase Young isn't going to play. Montez Sweat might play. Um, that being said, I'm leaning towards Washington because Taylor Heineke has everything to play for because he won't be the starting quarterback next year. So another good showing this week for him would bode well for that. So I'm going to take Washington laying the six and a half on the road to Jersey. Get at. I'm taking Washington as well. I'm taking Washington the under. I don't believe in Giants. I don't believe in State Farm. Jake from State Farm. And I quite, this is what happens when your franchise is basically ar- surrounded by Saquon Barkley and he, they don't have a, actually an offensive line to help him out. 
So I'm going to go with Washington this one. I'm taking the under. Yeah, Malik. Yeah, I'm going to take Washington as well. It's a clean sweep here. Um, even though Washington has nothing to, neither one of these teams really has anything to play for at this point. The Giants, both both teams are playing for their relative position in uh, in the in the upcoming draft. Um, but Washington has a better team right now. They just they're healthier. They're just just better overall. The defense is the defense is better on that side, and the offense is you know not not playing horribly. Uh, as we've seen the Giants offense basically play horribly against every team that they played this season. Um, what I will say before we jump off this one is I think Washington, the, the football team, is missing out on an amazing opportunity because to me, the best story out of the Washington, out of the Washington football team of the past two years has been the discussion around what are they changing their name to? And so like nothing on the football field, like we could care less about whatever they do on the football they field. They made the playoffs last year. And we didn't care. Yeah, they, we didn't they care tripped then. and fell into that. We did not care then. We didn't care then. We don't care now. Okay. So I think what they should what they should do is they should do they should treat their team name like the presidency. Change it every four years. Put it up to vote. Let the let the let let the let the you know, put it in put it in the ballot. Put it in the ballot and let the country vote on it. Pick two names. Let the country vote on it every four years, and it gets to be that name for four years, and then every four years it changes. I think that I think that's just 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 the way that everybody. That's how you get everybody involved and make people feel like a part of every a part of the team. We'll all feel like a part of the team because uh, then we'll get, then we'll get, we'll get some awesome names. You know, we'll get some awesome names to come out of it. That'll be that'll be great. So I think they're missing. I think you're missing the boat here, Washington. Take my advice. Put it in the ballot. I'm sure you can get it in there. It's not every a problem. four years. Every four years. Put it in the same in the same ballot. You're gonna vote for you know your president and then your Washington football team name. Because to me, if you do that, you take away the reputation of Dallas being America's team. Because if America gets to pick the name of the team, do, do it American. Washington style. becomes America's team. Yeah, I mean, do it, do it. I don't know if Dallas is really America's team anymore. Like they call themselves that, but well, that's the thing. They call themselves that. It's like the Braves are America's team because they had a deal with TBS. Like, eh, are you though? Like, you won your first World <laughs> Series in twenty five years. Like, having a cable deal doesn't, you know, make that so. I wonder what the new team does. Washington gets to change their the team colors as well. They, they could change. They, they could change up everything. I think, but I think they could. I don't think they will. I don't know if they want to. Because then, you then, know? then you're talking about re- a rebrand of like epic, like. I mean, and I also think the main reason why they're doing this is to distract everybody from that investigation that was closed about, you know, everything that happened within the organization, cheerleaders, yeah, the president. Stuff. Like it got John Gruden fired, and he wasn't even he wasn't even in the league. Like he wasn't even a coach then, and he deservedly so. But like, yeah, I know, and yet he was still emailing that guy from his work email, which to me is just insane. But it is what it is. Yeah, John Gruden's never going to get hired again, thanks to them. Yeah, well, listen, they weren't doing so hot anyway. As a matter of fact, that's right. Maybe um, the enemy will go out to Vegas. That'll be interesting. Solid quarterback already, and that's like my Harbaugh going out there too. But we'll see. And he the stays in the division, and he stays in the division, right? So that's the other yes. thing. Next up, we got Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore is laying five and a half points to Pittsburgh, which shows how little faith they have in Ben Roethlisberger and team to win. Over under is forty two. Well, I have little faith in him. I'm taking Baltimore to put the beat them down on Pittsburgh and send them home. Um, they got a 39-year-old quarterback, and they barely got by Cleveland. Cleveland's defense is great. Baltimore's defense is not as good as their as uh, Cleveland's defense. 
Um, they are resting Justin Houston in practice today. Lamar Jackson did not practice at all again. He might be able to play, but if not, Tyler Huntley will be able to play. I think Baltimore could have put together a good enough uh, game plan. And also, they definitely, you know, have a much better line and better quarterback decisions than what Cleveland's been putting out there with Baker Mayfield. Um, I think Baltimore's going to win this game and they're going to cover. So this is my first lock of the week. Go ahead, Ant. Well, I like that how on Monday – Pittsburgh as a team paid it forward to Big Ben because, uh, you know, Ben basically, you know, helped the bus out to, you know, get a Super Bowl. They can't, they couldn't get him a Super Bowl, but they gave him a good cry fest on Monday as, as far as, you know, because Ben was horrible in that game. I don't know. Every time he passed the ball, receivers just like, eh, whatever, just drop it. It was basically Najee Harris. They basically saved the day on that one. So I don't think it, I don't think it's going to happen. The cry fest is over. High school is over. They're gone or whatever. Give me Baltimore. Give me the over. They're gonna be make the smack down. I don't give a shit who who's the starting running um quarterback on Baltimore. They're gonna beat the crap out of the um. The Pittsburgh. only reason they're not in the playoffs is because they tied the Lions. That's the only reason why they're not the seventh seed right now. Just so everybody remembers that Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Go ahead, Ant. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go oh. ahead. I'm done. So I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Steelers. And the reason why I'm going to take the Steelers is because I'm going to take the points. I, I want to take the points in this situation, number one. Um, number two, and probably more importantly, I don't see a reason why Baltimore keeps toying with the potential idea of playing Lamar Jackson. Like, you, like dude, give it up, dude. Give it up, okay? You, everyone got hurt in the preseason. You lost, like, two running backs to ACL tears in the preseason. And then the team continued to get injured Week after week after week, to the point where you're 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 French, to the point where you were eight and three. Fourth corner, you were were like you were like at eight and three. Everybody was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And then the wheels came off, right? (laughs) And the wheels came off, and not and and your best player's wheel got busted up in Lamar Jackson's ankle. What value do you have in playing this guy? He's clearly limping. And he might need surgery, you know, nobody's saying this, but he may need surgery at the end of the season. Like, yeah. why play him? I, I don't see a reason why you play him. Do you hate Pittsburgh that much that you have to beat them in order to play? Like, seriously. Well, outside and, of Cincinnati, they yeah, lost I'll, every I'll, I'll game. Outside of Cincinnati, they've lost their last five games, but they've lost, aside from Cincinnati, yeah. that's the only team that's beat them by 20. They lost last week by one. They lost to Green Bay by one. They lost to Cleveland by two. And they lost to Pittsburgh by two. So. Right, and so and, and so theoretically, I'm not saying that they'll they'll that Pittsburgh will win this game. I just think Pittsburgh. I think it'll I think it'll be a close game because I don't think Lamar Jackson is. I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to play. He shouldn't play, and I think Huntley. I think Tyler Huntley has shown more than enough that he's a capable backup and he can he can go in there and, and play well. And so maybe you get a three point win. So that's why I'm taking Pittsburgh. So I think I think at the very least, either Pittsburgh wins the game outright and it's a close game there, or Pittsburgh loses by like three last minute field goal by Justin Tucker or something like that, wins the game for Baltimore in another close matchup. These two teams always play close. So five and a half, I'll take it. I'm going to take the under and I'm taking Baltimore. Justin Tuck's going to hit five field goals. Pittsburgh's going to hit two. 15 to six, Baltimore wins. I'm still taking the over. (laughs) We're moving on to the next one. Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Apparently, Jacksonville is 6-0 and against Indianapolis in the last week of the season, every time they've played in the division since Indianapolis has moved into the AFC South. Um, this is the widest spread of the week. Like, oh, no, second widest. That's just like last week. 
although Buffalo barely didn't cover theirs, which I'm glad I got that. Um, Indianapolis is favored by 15 and a half on the road um, in Jacksonville, which just shows like, I guess they believe nothing in them. Somehow the over-under is 44, which I guess they think they're going to beat them 35 to 14 somehow. So I'm taking Indianapolis. I expect Jonathan Taylor Thomas to have three rushing touchdowns to get 150 yards and win the MVP. He's probably going to try to run for 200 or 250. I say they let him. Um, I say he goes out there and tries to make a case for his MVP. Unfortunately, he couldn't run away with it last week. Had he run for a win last week, that would have been actually pretty convincing for his case. He has 19 or 18 rushing touchdowns. The last person to get 20 rushing touchdowns in the regular season, I believe, was Ladanian Tomlinson. Oh, wait, did Adrian Peterson do it? No, Adrian Peterson only had 18. I think it was the Damian Thompson in like 2009 or eight or something like that. So I'm hoping Jonathan Taylor can go out there and crush it. Uh, I think they're going to crush Jacksonville. They really don't have a hope. And um, yeah, give me Indianapolis by a million. I'm going to take the over. Good, Ant. Yeah, I'm going to take Indianapolis. I will take the over, but I'm just going to go with the under just to be a little bit safe. It's going to be more of a running game. Jacksonville's um, season was already over the day they signed Urban Meyer, and they basically pushed Trevor Lawrence back quite a couple of year, a year or so. Hopefully he gets fixed in the offseason. But I'm going to take Indianapolis. Give me the under in this one. There's just another beatdown. Jacksonville's going to get the number one pick and get their left tackle. All right. Go ahead, Malik. So I was just looking this up to try to see uh, how many times the Jacksonville Jaguars have picked number one overall um, in their history, because they're about to go the second straight year picking one overall. No, I don't think any team's okay. ever done that. And, and, and I think that the NFL should enact a rule that does not allow a team to, to suck this bad for two consecutive years. See, but they're and not going to do that? Number one, they're not taking number one overall. No, 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 exactly. I don't care. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I don't think you should be allowed to pick this pick number one two consecutive years. Did Cleveland not, have it like that? That's not well. I think if Cleveland had it, it was because they traded into it or something like that. I don't think they got it by by virtue of being bad, being like the worst team for two years because they were they got Miles Garrett when they went on sixteen. Yeah, they went on sixteen that one year, and then they had, and I think they skipped the year as a matter of fact because they got Baker Mayfield in eighteen. Okay. Right. So I get and again it completely understand that Jacksonville is, is, is bad enough and needs, needs more, needs more talent. But I think getting number one over, over uh, two times over is, is pretty crazy. Anyhow, that said, I think they're going to lose the game. <laughs> um, and I think they're going to get hammered because Indianapolis needs this win. Indianapolis needs this win. I don't want them to win the game. I want, I want them to lose the game because I, I want, you know, the Lions to legitimately have the number one overall pick again. Um, but, That'd be awesome, but I don't think they will. I don't think they will. So um, if, dude from Michigan. If the Lions, if the Lions, if the Lions win, get get the number one overall pick, it'll make me going to Vegas for the draft this this year even more fun. Um, mm. But but which I'm I'm planning on doing anyway. Um, but Indianapolis is going to win this game. Um, I hesitate on the fifteen and a half points, and that's the only reason why I, I wouldn't put this as my best bet. But I think Indianapolis wins the game. And I think Jonathan Taylor, you know, has has a great now. The thing I wonder is, does Jonathan Taylor have a milestone upcoming? Is there a yardage mm-hmm. milestone potential? Is there a potential oh, for contract for a yardage milestone? Is there a potential for a touchdown milestone? Yeah, 22. 
yeah so either from a team perspective like team record or for uh or or nfl perspective like he has 170 know, second years 1700 and he has 1734 yards he has 18 rushing tds he's 500 yards ahead of the next closest person in terms of rushing yards and he is five td no he's four tds up on the closest next person which somehow is damian harris for the new england patriots was 14 rushing tds because he had three TDs so last here, week and like three, 30 yards so again so we're all picking indy i'm taking the under. i don't know if we're all taking the under or the over i'm taking the under here um i'm going over okay i'm taking the, I'm taking the under i'm taking the under actually i forgot to say this is gonna be my first lot but i'm gonna say what's the prop i'm gonna say whoever's listening whatever whatever the prop is on jonathan taylor over under 266 yards which is exactly the number that he needs to get to 2000 for a seat for the season whatever that prop is take the over because if he gets close to it if he gets close, if he so if, if he's two forty, they're just gonna keep if, giving him the ball. Exactly, yep, they're gonna you give know it. Him. You know it. You so know if he's at two twenty and it's the fourth quarter with five minutes to go, they're gonna start calling timeouts. They're so going he can to run. feed the beast. They're going to feed that man to get him a two thousand yard season. I honestly believe it. If he's not close, like if he's not close, you know, if if the first half he's only got one fifty, like he's only yeah, if he's only got like one fifty at the end of the third quarter or something like that, they'll probably just pull back and, and, and let him roll out. But they need this game. They need him to shine. He is the best player, you know, on the team by a, by a long shot. Feed him the ball. And if he gets a 200 yards, if he's at 200 yards by the third quarter, he's breaking. He's getting it. All right. He's going to get I take the over on that. I got you. Next up, we got Chicago at Minnesota. Chicago is getting two and a half points on the road. Because Justin Fields is expected to play, um, Chicago is six and ten. Jack, Jacksonville, Minnesota is seven and nine. I'm going to take on some of them. They have Chicago getting three and a half. I'm going to take um, Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears getting two and a half points. Um, Dalvin Cook has played well, but the fact that he couldn't get them to a win last week kind of surprised me. They got destroyed by the Packers. The Packers did not need to win that game to lock up the one overall seed. I don't believe. Because you know, it just kind of just kind of shocked me the last couple of weeks that they played. They lost to the Rams. They beat Chicago already, seventeen nine in Chicago. Um, they still had something to play for then. This is a team that lost to the Lions, twenty seven twenty nine, and they also ended up losing to San Francisco, twenty six thirty four. So I'm going to be taking the Bears. Minnesota's going to kind of pack it in. Um, their coach might be getting fired, so I don't think he's really going to be coaching too well. Kirk Cousins is the last of his uh, Ponzi scheme that he's been running on Minnesota, getting paid $27 million a year somehow for the past, like, four or five seasons. So they're going to get him up out of there, and I'm taking the Bears to win this one outright, and I'm going to take the under on this. Robert Quinn is going to get his three sacks to get to 21 and a half and tie the record. And, yeah, that's it. Go ahead, Ant. I was just going to say Curtis, um, Kirk Cousins is like, how you like that? You know? <laughs> but anyway – like I, I said this time before, I don't know if it was recorded or not. This is the battle of the two coaches that should be fired or might get fired. Uh, I'm going 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 more of a naggy getting fired than on um, what's the name. But I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Kirk Cousins in his last hurrah. I'm gonna take Minnesota and take the over in this one. I'm sorry, I do not trust Justin Fields because I the reason why I don't wow. trust Justin Fields wow. because I, I don't trust Matt Nagy. No, it's, it's not because of the hate. It's because of Matt Nagy. I do not trust him to actually develop Justin Fields right. 
So I'm going to go with Minnesota. I'm going to go with the quarterback, you know, who's been milking the crap out of the league for the last couple of years and milking his career. I'm going to take Minnesota and then take the over in this one. I think Nagy wants to get another contract and he wants to try to convince him to keep him. Um, Nagy's going to be um, done, but Casey's... I'm taking the Bears. They, the, the fact that they could beat Seattle, who I think is better than Minnesota, they should be able to beat Minnesota. Nagy's going to be somebody's offensive coordinator next year. Mm, I hope not. I hope not for that team. Definitely. <laughs> has, a, has a head coach ever been demoted? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good I wouldn't question. know if that's possible. Like, that's possible. You're going to be like, the OC next year. We're going to bring in another head coach. That'll be that'll be that'll be that'll be interesting. I think that would be funnier than a fire. I think he like, would, we would quit? just. Oh, I think he quit. I think I think they they need quit. But like, like recognize that you don't you're not good at this. Like this this is what I think is like it's just recognize that you're not good at this head coaching situation. You're a great offensive coach. You're a great offensive mind, and you can you can bring bring about the quarterback. But you're just not good at running the whole show. Okay, so accept it. That's not what you do. Damn. Let's bring in somebody that can do that, and then we'll demote you to offensive coordinator or, or quarterbacks coach or something like that. If you want to stay, if you really want to stay, Matt Nagy, that's what I recommend. You know, that's, Anyhow. That's, that, 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 you know that hurts somebody's soul right there. You just told the man that he's not a leader of men. Well, you're just not good at this. <laughs> you're, like, not the, you're not the leader of men. <laughs> Go back over here and be a follower and, you know, draw your little playbook on the side. <laughs> Ace, Ace said Ace said that he believes that Matt Nagy wants to stay, that would want to stay, and he's going to try yeah. to convince him to stay. So if you bring him, yeah. you come into my, if he comes into my office, he's going to sit right across from me, and I'm going to say, listen, admittedly, we've watched you over the course of the last few seasons. We don't believe that you're good at that job. We like you. We think that you're cool. But, you know, we just don't think you're cool as a head coach. So if you want to stay, you can stay. Just you, you, you've got to take some, take a lower position. And, uh, you know, and see what he says. See what he says. Um, that I said, think he gets hired as the Giants offense coordinator if they let Joe Judge stay. Maybe. Maybe. And then he can ruin the career of Daniel Jones. Um, <laughs> I, I say, as I say, give me Chicago. Because one of the things I will say is that Chicago's defense did show me a little something um, in the game against the Giants in terms of they showed that they, you know, when they're playing against an inferior inferior opponent, they can they can handle business. They can they can shut shut out the squad. And I just don't think Minnesota. I think Minnesota again is another team that to me I don't see a reason why you play Dalvin Cook more than a series or two. Like if if that, um, just pack that in and like let's get to next season because Kirk Cousins is probably going to be gone. Um, your head coach is probably going to be gone. Like it's got a lot of things. It's just this, a lot of things are changing with that organization this year. And so, you know, I don't see a reason why you just you lean on Dalvin Cook. That's that's the way to me. That's the way to beat the Bears is by just, you know, pounding them with the run and beating them with Dalvin Cook. And I just don't see them happening. So to me, that's where I was. That's why I would say um, Chicago's going to I think Chicago wins the game outright and definitely covers. So I'm going to take Chicago and I'll take the under. This is low key, a bigger rivalry than Chicago and Green Bay, because um, Minneapolis likes to think of themselves as a big city. Chicago's the biggest city in the Midwest. So they kind of go at it between the two of those because Green Bay is in the middle of nowhere. Like it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's kind of a hick town. It's, it's, it's not near anything. 
I should thought Minneapolis was in the middle of nowhere. I thought it was just a bunch of snow. And then the stadium just sits there, you know, once in a while, it gets a couple of holes in it. And it's like that. Cause I remember a couple of years ago, they got, you know, storms and stuff like that. And they had to abandon the stadium. You know, so, they hosted the Super Bowl like last year or something like that, or a couple of years ago. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah whatever. That don't count. But <laughs> they, have a new, they have a brand new stadium. It's like U.S. Bank, Federal Credit Union Field or something like that. Yeah. Whatever. They they're, still, they're second tier. They just had that hockey game, that outdoor hockey game. In uh, Minnesota, weekend, yeah. It was Minnesota. freezing. I did watch that. The, yeah, yeah it was, I liked it. It was a good game. I actually think they should play more hockey games outside. Yeah, because it gets snow all year round over there, I think, right? I almost had tickets to the Yankees one. <laughs> I want to say like eight years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's freezing cold, so I don't know if you want to sit outside in a baseball stadium and watch a hockey game, but like, apparently that's what's hot now. Well, I, I just think it's a, great, it's a great outdoor sport to enjoy. It's a great sport to enjoy outdoors. And then you get enough beer in you get enough beer in you. It works. So some hot tidies out there, I guess. I'm sure. All right. Next up, we got Tennessee at Houston. Houston's getting 10 and a half at home, 43 and a half over under. I'm gonna take the over and I'm gonna take Houston to cover. Um, Tennessee still doesn't have much of a running game. Devonta Foreman had his best game last week. Um, Houston actually has a pretty good run defense, although they got lit up last week. I think they're going to be able to cover this one. Brandon Cooks does not have his best game. David Mills is still going to be their starting QB because he's the most effective. Um, shout out to uh, my man who used to be their backup, who used to be their starter this whole season. Former Bills QB. I'm forgetting his name right now, but, you know, this might be the end for you as a starting. But at least you got another year out of the NFL. I'm taking the Texans to cover. Get it. Tyrod Taylor. That's what it is. Shout well, out to I'm Tyrod going, Taylor. I'm going the other way. I, I I heard that King might be back this week, and the King of Running Game might be back. So I'm going to take. Oh no, he's Tennessee. not playing. They're going to bring him back in the playoffs. I think he's going to come in back in. You know, fine tune. You know, against a, a crappy team like Houston. Actually, I shouldn't be shitting on Houston. Houston's actually kind of a good team, even if though Tennessee the wins coach, this game, the they get a buy. So they need to win that. And, you know, Houston's coach is a puppet, in my opinion. But anyway, um, I'm going to go with Tennessee in the under this one. I think Tennessee is actually going to take, going to get that win. And I think the King will be back, to, like I said, to, to tune up against Houston, riding into the playoffs, get that number one seed. All right. Go ahead, Malik. I think Tennessee can win this game without, without covering. And that's why I'm going to take Houston here. Um I think Tennessee is perfectly fine and winning this game without covering. I don't. I I, I disagree with you, and I don't think Ken, uh, Derrick Henry is coming back this week. Um, they've they've all but said that he is. They are planning for him to be available uh, for the playoffs, and definitely if they get the bye. And so, which means to me that they are definitely trying to play for that bye. So they're going to try to win this game um, as best they possibly can. And this is a team in Houston that just beat. Your second favorite team in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins, by 31 points in, you know, at home. They beat the brakes off of those dudes, and, and that's a better team than Houston. So I, I think that they'll win the game, um, and maybe Houston keeps it close. They uh, also they lost to Houston at home the last time they, they played them earlier this season, and they were 10-point favorites in that game too. So um, I, don't, I don't see them – I see them winning the game, but I don't see them um, – covering the 10 and a half. So I'm going to take uh, Houston to cover and uh, I'll go with the over on this one. I will say Tennessee's run defense isn't that great, which is why I think that um, the Texans have a good shot against it. 
Rex Burkhead is their leading rusher on the season, and Brandon Cooks is a still a thousand yard receiver. So that's that's to be said for them. Um, next up, we got Cincinnati at Cleveland. I don't believe Cleveland can make the playoffs after losing on Monday night. No, Cincinnati they were they were eliminated before then. They were, they eliminated, were eliminated before. Then. Oh, that's right. They were they played the game. And they they were already out of it. So mm-hmm. Cincinnati can win this to go on and get the number one overall seed. Depending on how things go, they would need Kansas City and Tennessee to both lose because they beat Kansas City. I think they have the head-to-head over both of them. So Cincinnati has like some kind of weird tiebreakers if they all have the same record. Um, they're playing in Cleveland. Cleveland has nothing to play for. Cincinnati can throw the ball. Cleveland's got a great defense. But they did say they were going to rush Joe Burrow. So that being said, I'm going to take Cleveland and give me those three points at home. And I'm going to take the under at 41 and a half. Yeah, Dan. Well, before um, I go on my pick, pick I'm going. To, I've almost forgotten. I'm going to take my Tennessee pick. I'm taking that as my second lock of the week. Yeah, but Cleveland's as, my second lock. Houston's my second lock. So so far, I got Indianapolis as my first lock, and Tennessee as my second lock. As far as um, this game here, I'm taking Cincinnati. I'm taking Cincinnati in the under. Baker Mayfield showed a lot of heart on Monday, whatever. I saw some plays that he literally leaned in with his coy shoulder that's supposed to be on the harness or whatever and taking hits while he was running in there. But I still see Cincinnati just beating the snot out of him. But I'm going to take the under in this one. Maybe Joe Burrow. Actually, you know what? My fault. Sorry about that. Taking the over. So something Cincinnati and over. I forgot about that. Joe Burrow. I'm not going to make the same mistake somebody made in fantasy. You know, Joe Burrow might just go off again. So I'm taking Cincinnati. He's not, expected, he, he's not expected to play, just so you know. Yeah, I'm still taking Cincinnati and the over. All right. You know, this line is so low. Um, right now. Cincinnati is, yeah. is at three points. Um, I think you I think you just gotta you gotta assume that the to me, Cincinnati can. If Cincinnati's going to win this game, they're going to win by more than three. Um, the interesting thing here is, uh, and you mentioned it, Baker Mayfield's been playing injured the entire season, almost the entire season. He is not playing in Week 18. Um, they've already made the announcement that he's not going to play. Joe Burrow's not going to play. So, although this is a te- this is a game where I expect to be, you know, relatively close because these, you know, division rivalry, these two teams don't like each other, all those things. Yeah. Um, I just don't see a reason why. Um, Cleveland wins the game. So I'm going to take Cincinnati um, as well, uh, as, as well as you. I'll take the under. Um, so I feel like it's just going to be two backup quarterbacks play, uh, going right. against each other, and Cincinnati's going to be the better team. So I'm actually going um, with my first thing now. I'm trying, I'm thinking about it right now. Who's the backups that's playing? Um, so in Cleveland, um, it's not Case Keenum. Um, uh, let's see. I don't want to, I don't want any dead air, but dead air on our on our on our show. But it's uh, because there ain't gonna be no blood. There ain't gonna be no battle, even though yeah, it's case. Fans. It's it's Case Keenum. So it's case. It's gonna be Case Keenum uh, for for uh, what you call it. What for Cleveland? Um, for Cleveland, and Cincinnati will be Brandon Allen. Oh man, dang, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to switch to the. I have to switch back to the under in this one. Sure, I thought it was you know, nah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so Baker, to the Baker Mayfield's not playing either, right? Right, Baker no, Mayfield's not, not playing. So this is all gonna be based off Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon. Yeah, if Mixon plays, because again, the Mixon is the other one. Is it is to me again when you're when you're a team 
as as much as they depend on Mixon is the kind of the bell cow of this offense. Like, there's no reason to play him. Like, you're not, you're, there's no reason to play him, play him any any significant minutes. So actually, I, I, I expect up, to see him. Actually, in fantasy, I just picked up the third string running back. So yeah, Mixon's definitely not playing. Yeah, I don't think Mixon is going to get any real time if he gets any time at all. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cincinnati because I think that just overall from a talent perspective, they're less beat up and though they should win the game. Uh, and that line is that line is low enough that to me, three three and a half points. This is just is is pretty easy for them. Yeah, I'm I'm going with you, Malik. I'm taking the under in this one. Cincinnati and under. <laughs> ain't gonna be no slugfest. And they both teams not going really care. They just want to get it out the way. And what you got, Ace? Ace, you're you're mute. I forgot. Um, I'm still sticking with Cincinnati. I, I believe they actually have it as Cincinnati getting six. This line well, is changing. You Cincinnati, but you got the over under. I'm going to take the over. So Cincinnati is giving Cincinnati is giving six now. No, no, Cleveland's giving six. Yeah, yeah Cincinnati's giving six. No, Cleveland. No. Cincinnati is giving six. No. Giving, giving six to Cleveland. No, Cleveland is giving six. That's what I'm trying to say. Cleveland is Cleveland giving is, six points because Cleveland, Cincinnati is resting everyone. So Cleveland is favored by six points. Yes. Then I'm definitely taking Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm taking Cincinnati under. <laughs> I'm going to take Cleveland. That means they're resting all their young guys. That means they're resting all their starters. That means it's going to be all backups and Cleveland's going to destroy them. Nick Chubb is going to go out and win this game for no reason. Now it's going to be that it's going to be that it's going to be that thir- the third string running back that I just picked up in fantasy, Kareem or whatever. Well, name well Cleveland has not, nothing to lose, right? And Cincinnati has everything to lose. So why would they play? And I don't even know Brandon, whatever his name is, is going to be the Brandon starter for the Bengals. I don't even know who that dude is. I've never heard of him a day in my life. <laughs> it's like last year when the, that Cowboys had to start Ben DiNucci. Like who knows who it's going to be. I oh, think man, Brandon I remember Allen was in Washington shit. last year. I think Brent. Oh no, it's goes Kyle Allen. Sorry, no, no. Exactly. Maybe it's Brent his brother Allen. or his cousin. I don't know. But either way, I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking the Browns. Speaking of Danushi, what happened to that dude? That guy was the man. I think he got cut because I was watching the Dallas Cowboys um, training camp. The uh, Hard Knocks. He got cut. Oh man, that was my boy. Yeah, <laughs> Ben Danushi. Yes, I, I love ragging on him every week. Anyway, <laughs> maybe he'll be a Jet next year. Oh no, no. So we all got our picks, and y'all got Cincinnati. I got Cleveland. Next up, we got Green Bay at Detroit. I'm taking Detroit for no random reason. There's no <laughs> real good reason to take it. Week 18 is always a tough one to pick, but I think Detroit just wants to beat Green Bay just on some pettiness. And um, Dan Quinn needs everyone he can get, or Dan, whatever. What's his name? Campbell. Close enough. Dan Quinn, Dan wow. Campbell. <laughs> one of them names. <laughs> wow. Just a Dan, whatever, who cares? He's going to bite some more kneecaps and get another win for the Lions. Show how trash they not are and not get the overall pick and still get Thibodeau. You know what I mean? They're still going to get their star defensive player. Um, I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback because none of the guys coming out this year are really worth it. So I think y'all wait till the second round and probably get that quarterback out of Wake Forest who's actually looking pretty good. Go ahead, Dan. Well, I'm just gonna take COVID. I'm gonna take COVID toe over here. I'm gonna take COVID toe in the over. He might He's make a field. He's gonna play. He's gonna play no matter what. He's gonna uh-huh. kick a field, couple of field goals, and everything like that if he has to. I'm taking COVID toe and taking the over. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh, that's gonna be my lock of the week too. My of, co- of, of course week. it is. Of course. <laughs> it is. 
COVID too. The Lions are the most fascinating, fascinating team in the NFL to me. And the reason why, not just because I'm a fan of them, the reason why they are the most fascinating team in the NFL is because they could go nine and seven in a regular, in a, in a, in a normal season or 10 and six, make it to the playoffs and be not respected and told that they suck. This year, this is, this is a two win football team that is support that is apparently getting respect for the way that they play now. So at two wins, we get respect at seven <laughs> wins. When we get to 10 wins, nobody pays attention to us because they're like, oh, the Lions suck. They're just going to be in the big, they, they're just a middle of the middle of the road team. They just suck. I think this is hilarious. This is where they are a fascinating team to me. Dan Campbell's story is fascinating. Please, please, please put this team on hard knocks next year. I want to see if, if you don't put them on hard knocks in the re, in the in the playoffs. Now that they have this, like, you know, this is I don't know if you guys know this. Yeah, in the season, knocks, you know, this interesting. Thing that I didn't even know that was happening until like Thanksgiving. I came home yeah. Thanksgiving weekend. I was like, wait, what? What's going on? Do that. Do that, please. Just do that because, like, I I honestly, honestly need to see this team. Um, this is just a great. Great story so far. So all that being said, um, it's a two and a half point spread. I think that the Lions, um, I don't think that they win. I think this is, to me, I think this is the, the Jordan Love coming out coming out party. This is his opportunity to really come out there, play, play well, show Green Bay what he can do, what he's capable of before Aaron Rodgers' last hurrah as a playoff, as a playoff uh, uh, caliber quarterback as a playoff quarterback for this team. So I'm going to take Green Bay, and this is going to be my first lock of the week. I just think it's, I think it's, you know, again, I think I don't think the Lions have anything to play for. They're already being respected. They're, they, they have tons of money. They have tons of cap space. They already know where they're going to land in the, in the draft. Um, they're already, you know, ready for next year and ready to start planning for the next, the next phase. Green Bay has nothing to play for specifically, but Jordan, Jordan Love has something to play for. Yes, he's playing for everybody that he's not trash. Exactly. He's, pay, he's exactly. playing for his life. He's playing for his exactly. life right now. <laughs> so I think Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love comes out there, has a good game, puts on a, puts on a bit of a show against the Detroit Lions defense. Is really banged up, and and Green Bay gets the win. And it's two and a half points, so it's not that big of a deal. Wait, the, so the Lions don't. Oh, I forgot to ask. So the Lions don't have their own little show, or whatever. Because I know, like the Jets. I think the Dolphins have one or whatever. They, they have like live in suburban Detroit. So how would he? Well, no, they have a you. They have a show. It comes on YouTube. Oh, so okay, they have like an inside the den show, which like follows them, but it, it's not a week. It's not a weekly show, it's, but it's theirs, right? So it's, you know, it's oh, because because I know the Jets the production have quality them. is the production quality is good, just not great. So it's like watching a uh, FBS team with their radio show or their internet show. No, okay, I mean, so it's better, only, than, it's better than that. It's like being a fan of Missouri football. It's like it's, it's like it's, that. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I thought every team was starting to get that type of thing because the, the Jets do, yeah. But I'm not. Bills, but it's it almost seems like they ver- they you know they they bootleg Kool Aid version, Walmart version of um you know Hard Knocks. Every team they have their own version. Yeah, yeah. they do that for Walmart the Hard fans. But I mean, you know, the, the, the team based ones are propaganda to me. I don't really watch. I don't really like to pay, yeah. pay too much attention to them. <laughs> it's like it's like going to ChicagoBears.com and reading about how the teams doing. It's like they're always doing well. You know, like they had a terrible <laughs> week of practice. Everybody's hurt. Shit ain't going well. Don't watch this Sunday. Like they never say that. <laughs> they never tell you the yeah. truth. Like yeah, every, every team has a propaganda. We, we down, we, we well, down bad. Like that, no. that's one. That's one thing I will always give to the New York media. I don't care if you were the beat writer for the Jets 
if the Jets suck, you're going to say they sucked in the paper that week. Like, that's pretty much what's going to happen. Yeah. Beat writers there, they don't care. No, the, on the Jets website itself, those guys, you know, they, they make everything as fluffy as everything. No, else, no, he's talking they, about daily yeah, news. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about yeah, the those beat guys. writer, the guy that follows the team. Yeah. They are they are t- the New York New, the New York beat writers are typically honest about what the team what the team really is. Yeah, and I found out because most of them are really fans of other teams, so they don't care. To them, it's just a job, so they're gonna rip them apart the way the best way they can. They gotta be impartial. Yeah, they they're not really being yeah. impartial. They throwing in little extra things in there, but whatever. all right. We're only halfway through this, and it's almost one a.m. So next up, we got Carolina and Tampa Bay. Carolina has a little bit of pride to play for. Tampa Bay's playing for the number one overall seed. So Brady. We need to skip this one. Without A.B., um, Evans, Gronkowski, everybody's going to play. They still have no running game. Carolina can't stop the run. Tampa Bay's going to crush them. Give me Tampa Bay as my third lock of the week. Tampa's minus seven and a half. The over-under is 41 and a half. I'm taking the over. Go ahead, Ed. Tampa Bay and the over. Skip. <laughs> come on. Come on. This is Sam Donald's team. Come on now. Whatever. He's been terrible since he came back from injury. Go ahead, Malik. I got to give it to you. Thank you. I'm I'm gonna be thousand percent honest. I didn't even know Sam Darnold was back in the NFL until (laughs) until recently, until like until like Monday when I looked at the stat line for the Carolina game and I was like, wait, he played? Oh, cool, good for him. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Tampa Bay. Tampa Tampa Bay is gonna is gonna beat the beat the beat the beat the doors off of these dudes, and uh, it's 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 pretty much it's pretty much over for Sam Darnold. And maybe, uh, maybe for uh, the head coach over there too. We'll see what happens. Yeah, Matt Rule's going, going back to college. I don't think he's going to get yeah, fired in the second season, but they no, kind of want fired. to fire. Um, next up, we have the New York Jets, and I'm happy that I called them New York Jets because maybe that motivated them to play well against Tampa. They put a real scare in them, and they may have retired Antonio Brown. Who not? Um, that was awesome. At the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo is this is the biggest part of the week. Buffalo is still playing everybody because they can still win the division. And the funny part about that is, I believe, win or lose, this team is going to be playing the New England Patriots next week. No matter what. Either, no matter what. Out of New, New England or Buffalo, either way. Yeah, they're either at home or they're going to New England. So I think they'd rather play at home and at least have home field advantage for one game. So they're going to beat the brakes off the Jets. Um, I'm going to go to New England. I want to take the Jets just because I think 16 and a half points is a ton. And they could barely cover the spread against Atlanta. So... I'm taking the Jets. Six and a half points is way too much. That's insane. If you can't cover a spread against the Atlanta Falcons at home, then you can't cover a spread against the Jets at home. There's a team that actually knows you. They refuse to run the ball with Devin Singletary early. They refuse to throw the ball when they have an opportunity. The Jets secondary has gotten better every single week. And if they can give Tom Brady problems, they can definitely give Josh Allen problems because he hasn't been throwing that well. So give me the Jets getting 16 and a half points, and I'm going to take the under. Go ahead, man. I'm taking the Jets and I'm taking the over in this one. It's kind of, it's kind of, it seems kind of weird, but I think both teams can combine to be way over 43 points this week. And this team is actually getting better little by little. They might actually have rookies for a second year, people in the cast offs or whatever, but they're getting better little by little. So I can see them actually beating Buffalo. You already mentioned a couple of times how they, Buffalo don't even want to even use a run game. That's more advantage to the Jets right there because, you know, it's horrible. Yeah. They're kind of horrible in stopping the run right now. Especially when running back. He helped them in the second half last week, but, like, they never give him the ball in the first half. And I just don't understand it. You're wearing down your quarterback. You have, I mean, all their running backs are healthy now. Let Singletary run. It doesn't make any sense to me. 
And ever since um, what's his name Lafour went up to the to the um the coaching booth, he been throwing party tricks out his out of out of there that people never seen before for some strange reason. Just getting getting away with all these end rounds and shifts and all these other things like that. But you know, except for that last play that happened, that you know the coaches didn't get the um play to Zach Wilson in time. The Jets should have won last week. So I'm going to, I can, I can, if they can, could have almost won last week against the defending Super Bowl champions against a top team defense, I think they can do the same thing against Buffalo, especially if Buffalo's not even thinking about running the ball, uh, unless it's Josh Allen. Come on now, that makes no sense. So I'm going to take, take a quite a while, Gando and him, some Buffalo Bill fans out there might be a little bit set, upset at that. They think they can team get to smash the Jets, understandably, on that one, but I'm going to take Jets in the um, over this one. Sorry, it took so long. Next book. You can go ahead, Malik. Uh, um, I feel about this game the same way I felt about Houston, ten- Houston and Indianapolis um, earlier. I'm sorry, Tennessee and Houston um, earlier. Um, I feel like Buffalo can win this game without covering the 16 and a half points, and they're perfectly fine with that. Um, I, if I'm Buffalo, I want to win this game. I want to win the division, and I want New England to come back to my house the way that, and and I want to beat them the same way that they beat us in our house a few weeks back where like Josh Allen doesn't throw the ball at all. And they run the ball. They, they run 35 times. And, and, and they just run it again, just run it against, against new England and just make, make them do that. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to take, this is funny because I don't think at any point in time during the season, we've ever swept on the jets and we are getting ready to do it this time, primarily for, for the points. This this line was any lower. Sixteen um, and a half points. It might get to twenty yeah. by by Sunday. If this line was any lower, I, we'd probably be taking taking Buffalo. But just because it's so high, it's ten and a half. I'd probably take the Bills. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking the Jets for the sixteen and a half. So yeah. uh, I'll take the Jets in the under. Next up, we got okay. Next up, we got Seattle at Arizona. Seattle's getting six and a half at Arizona. Arizona, if they win this and the Rams lose, they can actually still win the division. This is an 11 win team, Arizona. They've kind of been, you know, up and down the last couple of weeks, but they did beat Cowboys, the Cowboys at home last week. Um, Seattle came out and won their game last week. They're out of the playoffs, but them getting six and a half points in the road to Arizona, who they managed to beat earlier in the year. I'm going to take Seattle. Um, give me Seattle in the six and a half points and give me the over at 47 and a half. And this is going to be my fourth lock of the week. Get in. Well, the Jets was my actually my fourth lock. I forgot to say that. But give me Arizona in this one. I'm actually going to give him back his name. So keep, last week I called him David the Gnome. Kyler Murray is going to actually – yeah, last three weeks I've been calling him David the Gnome. No, I'm going to give him back his name. He's Kyler Murray. He's actually going to do his thing. Seattle's um, last week, I think that was just a, um, a blip. Russell Wilson doesn't care. He's just waiting for the end of the season so he can get out of there. Give me Arizona. Give me the over in this one. And I was going to make this my lock, but I decided to change it to a different team. But go ahead, Malik. Yeah, Arizona looked really good against Dallas last week. Played about the best the best ball that they played in weeks. Um, it's still a team that lost pretty handily to the Detroit Lions in, at home. Um, which team are they? Are they the team that the team that the team that was free fall sliding down down the charts, or are they the team that you know went and 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 handled business against against? Um, the Cowboys. I don't know. I honestly don't know. What I do know is that I think this is uh, what I do really truly believe is that this is the last game uh, in a Seattle Seahawks uniform for Russell Wilson. And because of that, I think he'll play, I think he'll play, uh, he'll play big. He'll play a good game. 
and they'll cover the points. So I'm going to take Seattle and I'll take the over uh, as well uh, to cover the six and a half. I don't know if they'll win, but I think they'll cover the six and a half. All right. So I, I do think that Seattle will win this game. Main reason is uh, James Conner may not play. They're going to rest him for the playoffs because he was out last week. He's their leading uh, rusher, and he has the most touchdowns on the team rushing-wise. Kyler Murray is actually 23 TDs and 10 interceptions on the season. Um, he's at 3,500 passing yards. Russell Wilson has 22 TDs and five picks. So when everybody talks about how bad Russell Wilson's playing, that's his whole season, 22 TDs, five picks. Um, I don't think he's as bad as they say they are. Uh, they have better wide receivers. There are no 1,000-yard receivers on Arizona. They spread the ball around. They're really missing uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's not coming back into the playoffs. And Arizona can't win the number one overall seed, so they're going to be playing matter week next week no matter what, even if the Rams lose. So I think they're going to tend to rest guys because they're going to be playing at the same time as the Rams. So they're not going to be scoreboard watching. And I think they're just going to go ahead and rest people and not worry about having a home game. So that's why I'm taking Seattle. Next up, we got New Orleans at Atlanta. This is going to be my last lock of the week. I'm taking New Orleans over Atlanta. They're going to Atlanta. This is actually a big rivalry game, shockingly. Um, New Orleans is minus four and a half. All Atlanta can do is kind of ruin their season. Atlanta needs like everything to go their way to even have a chance at making it. I don't even know if it's technically possible for them to make it into the playoffs. They're, they're eliminated. They're eliminated, right? Even at seven and nine. So going eight and nine, they can't get in. But if the Saints win, they can go nine and eight and they just need San Francisco to lose and then they're in. So yep. the Saints got to win this one. And I think it's a good chance that the Niners will lose since they're playing at the Rams. But we'll get to that next. So give me the Saints minus four and a half on the road. And I will take the over with Taysom Hill and company. Go ahead, Malik. Saints as well. I'm really pulling for them to win this game. You guys know I'm a secondary Saints fan um, by, by familial connection. So I'm really hoping for them to win this. I'm going to put this in as my next lock. This is out of love and out of, you know, just hope for, for, them, to, for them to do this. Uh, honestly speaking, I, I wish I could go to this game. Um, and I actually could because the tickets are still available. Um, but I have a, another engagement. <laughs> I have another engagement at that at that time. So I'm not going to go to the game. But the Falcons um, aren't a draw in, in Atlanta. Shocking. Shocking to me. Right. Um, I could have got the I could have got a, a ticket to the Lions Falcons game for forty two bucks. Um, forty two dollars. Yeah, forty-two bucks was the was the, wow. the going wait, wait. right for so a good wait. seat for a good wait, seat. I think that I think would never happen was... in the wing one. Wait, wait, time out, time, time out. This is the belief that passed on the Lions, and now he's passing on the Saints in the same the year. <laughs> well, I, I actually would dome, go to the Saints. So I actually would nice. go to the Saints game. I actually would go to the Saints game if I didn't have something else to do. I had nothing else to do for that Lions game. It just happened to be the day after Christmas, and I was like, "No, I'm not uh, going." <laughs> yeah, um, but I actually, if I didn't have something to do. On Sunday, I'd be going to this game. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take the Saints. I'm locking them in as my third lock of the week. Um, and, you know, I'm pulling for them. Uh, you know, Taysom Hill, show me something. Um, you're not going to be the starting quarterback next year. I would be surprised if you're the starting quarterback next year. But show me not. something. James show me something. Back. It really show me something. This team is good enough to be a playoff team, regardless of the quarterback. And Drew Brees, you should be kicking yourself. Because honestly speaking, the NFC was it has not been – you know, a juggernaut this year. If you had anything left in your arm, you probably would have would have would have won some games and probably would have had this team. You probably could have won this division, to be all honest, to be completely honest. Because Tampa Bay is not anywhere near as, as formidable as they appeared to be. 
and you and your team beat them twice without him with without you this year. So yeah. New Orleans. All right. <laughs> yeah, making the same thing. New Orleans, I'm taking the under with this one. Atlanta's Atlanta basically packed it in for the rest of the season. New Orleans got something to play for. I'm going to take New Orleans, take New Orleans in the under. All right. Next up, we got San Francisco at the LA Rams. This game is for the division. Um, San Francisco needs to win this to get into the playoffs. The Rams need to win this to have the division. If they win this, I believe they're also the number two seed, so they won't have to go to Green Bay until the NFC Championship game. Um, The Rams are giving four and a half to San Francisco. I believe Trey Lance is going to have to play again. If not, it's going to be a banged-up Jimmy G, which is actually, I think, worse for them. So I'm going to be taking the Rams, and if I had another lock of the week, I would put it on this. Um, give me the Rams minus four and a half. They're going to go all out and they're going to win this game because they want to win the division to have as much home field as possible to make it easy for them so they don't have to travel. Go ahead, Ann. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams as well, taking the Rams in the under in this one. Hopefully, you know, I I wanted Stafford to, you know, to – anyway, whatever. I'm not even going to go into that rant. Anyway, I'm going to go – no, forget it. I'm going to go with the Rams in the under with this one. Go ahead, Malik. Okay. I'm um, going to the Rams here. That's my. This is going to be my fourth lock of the week. Um, I think that the Rams. The Rams have something to play for. Number one, um, they want to. They want to be playing better going into, um, going into the playoffs. Matt Stafford has not had a good last three weeks. Basically, um, you know, throwing the football, and he needs to right the ship and show that he can. He can actually, you know, uh, protect the football a little bit better in the playoffs, or else they're going to be one and done. So. Uh, they need to win this game. They want to win. They need to win this division. They've got the inside track on that um, by virtue of Arizona falling off a little bit. So I think that they win this game outright, uh, beat San Francisco, and uh, and walk into the uh, the playoffs as the two seed um, against. I believe they would have to play the six seed. I, I think it's the six seed or the uh-huh. seven seed, something like that. Um, which would be the Saints, which would be an interesting matchup. So um, I'm going to take the Rams and. Um, uh, and I'll take the over on this game. They're playing, they would be playing Dallas. Really, really. Uh-huh. If oh, the Rams, if the Rams lose, they'll go from uh, host. No, no, no. If the Rams win, I'm saying if they win. Oh, if the Rams if win, win. They, if they win, they're the two seed, and then they'd be playing the seven, right? They get, be... they get Philadelphia. Okay, all right. So yeah, so then they'd so be playing Philly. If New Orleans gets in, they end up being the six seed. Okay, okay. So yeah, so if the, I, I think the Rams win. Whole full court, and then they get Philadelphia in the first first round of the playoffs, and that that opens things up for them a little bit. So I'm gonna take the Rams fourth lock of the week. All right, second to last game, we have New England at Miami. New England is laying six and a half points. Weird things always happen the last week of the season for some reason for New England in Miami. That was without Brady. For some reason, they always tend to lose this game. Therefore, I'm taking the Miami Dolphins getting six and a half points. Nothing Brian Flores would rather do than make sure that the um, they don't win the division and his team improves because he's a Bill Belichick disciple and winning is winning. And especially beating Bill Belichick, he's the only coach who used to coach for him that's actually beaten him head to head once. And I bet he'd love to do it again. So give me Miami and I'll take those six and a half points. Even if they don't win, I believe they will cover. Tua had a terrible game last week and I think he'll recover this week, especially at home. And give me the over under 39 and a half. I don't think the... Uh, Green, I don't think the Pats are going to be able to run the ball as easy as they were last week. Go ahead, Ant. Well, 
I originally picked Miami in this one, but I had to change my pick as far as when I was thinking about it. So I'm going to go with New England in the under in this one. I think the Patriots, the Patriots are going to win this one. They're going to lock up that number one seed, and they're going to um play. They're going to be going against the um KC in the um what's the name the AFC Championship on this one. That's my prediction boldly going forward. But as far as for this game, even though I do want to, I would love to see um was it Mac Jones get knocked out a couple of times because I'm sick of seeing him in his joys when he makes those touchdowns and he's zooming and see him smiling all the time. I would, I would love to see Miami light his ass up, but it's going to go the other way. Give me New England. Give me the under in this one. Bill Belichick win for the win again. That's why he's the greatest coach of all time. All right. He has faith in Bill. That's interesting. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, I have faith in the Miami, the Miami Dolphins keeping this close and getting it, you know, keeping it within the six and a half. Um, I think both teams, I mean, you know, uh, 50 point, 50 point blowout, uh, you know, aside, um, which is the, which was the Jacksonville game that, that New England played last week. Um, I think both of these teams like to play it, this play, play it the same way, run the football, keep it close, let the defense, let the defense do what it needs to do. And so because of that, I think Miami's going to be able to cover and might, might actually pull out a win on some kind of a special teams play or something like that. So I'm going to take Miami in the under. If Miami oh, wins. If Miami wins, the Colts lose, the Chargers lose. And yeah, if Miami wins, the Colts lose, the Chargers lose, and Baltimore wins, Miami can get into the playoffs. They need like five different things to happen. It's a lot of shuffling, but like they have something to play for. They could still technically get in at eight and eight because they beat the Ravens earlier in the season. So they got that tiebreaker. So they need the Ravens to win and everyone else to lose who has a chance to get in. Oh, before I forget, this is going to be my last lock of the week. Oh, okay. Good to know. I will say our locks of the week have not been uh, very locky the past couple of uh, weeks. I'm going for the clean sweep on this one. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm going for the I'm going for the full win this week and just take the first. I'm 44 and 36 on the season, so I'm above 500 on the season with my best. So so am I. So am I. I'm 51. percent L.A. Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Chargers are going to win this one. They're going to knock the Raiders out, send them packing. Uh, they're minus three. I just don't have much faith in the Raiders at home, and the Chargers are kind of on fire. That one fluky week against Houston, I know they're regretting that deeply, and I don't think they're going to let that happen again. This game is going to be very high scoring. Um, there's not going to be much defense except probably by the Chargers. I think I think they still have their safety coming back. I can't remember his name right now, but he's kind of he's a dangerous guy when he's out there. I'm trying to remember his name. Derwin James. Derwin James is going to be playing. So that is going to be and Sierra Adderley. That's right. Derwin James is going to be playing. Herbert's going to be playing. Eakler's going to be playing. And they're going to have Allen and Mike Williams back. So expect this to be a shootout. I'm going to take the charges and the over. Um, this is another game I think they can pretty win easily. This is a dome game for the Vegas. Basically, it's going to be an away game for them because all the Chargers fans are going to fly in from San Diego and go party in Vegas to watch your team make the playoffs. Get in. Give me the Chargers. Give me the over. There's another quote you already mentioned. Chargers is coming in hot. Vegas, uh, Vegas basically has another controversy this week with their cornerback, one of their cornerbacks or whatever. What did he do now? I forgot already, but, you know, I don't really care. I'm going to go with the Chargers <laughs> and take the over in this one. Wait, is he a starter? So he's just not going to be playing? He's just not going to be playing. I don't know if he's going to be mm-hmm. playing or not. I shouldn't even say that. I just barely looked at it. I just saw it as another – 
controversy of the week of the of, of this team's mm-hmm. season. We'll see how much of a distraction it is for them, but their defense is just not very great over the past couple of weeks. But you know, Vegas yes, has managed to pull out some wins, but it is what it is. Go ahead, Malik. So you say that the Chargers are hot, but Vegas mm-hmm. has won three straight. Vegas has won three straight. They're coming mm-hmm. into this. They're coming into this having just beaten the Indianapolis Colts, who they were favored by. You know, they were favored. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. They were. They were. They were. They were eight and a half point dogs to them. The Colts were one of my last beating them in Indianapolis, right? Um, and Vegas did that. This is a win. This is a win in end game for both teams. If mm-hmm. Vegas wins, they're in the playoffs. Wins this game win, they're, in. they're in the playoffs. Yeah. And this is this is to me this is the reason why the Raiders are in Las Vegas is for this opportunity for this game to not only beat the chargers and knock them out of the playoffs, but to get into the playoffs yourselves and potentially, and put this team, you know, put this team on the map. Um, Cause this will be the game that you forget. You help forget, forget before about the they, connection. Before they fired Gruden, they beat Vegas earlier in the year when they were playing all their division games, they beat Kansas city 30 to 24 at KC. Then they went home and beat Vegas 28, 14. So I expect this to be much of the same. And that was when everyone was healthy in Vegas and Bruton was still the coach. So I'm taking I'm taking Vegas to 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 I'm, I'm taking Vegas because they're three point home dogs. You know how much I love home dogs, the three point home dogs. And um, this is a big game for both sides. So if if the Chargers win this game, I think it'll be on a last minute, um, you know, score. And I will. And so I will take the I'll take the three points because I think Vegas can definitely win this game. Uh-huh. And the Chargers have shown nothing. The Chargers lost lost that they when they, they lost to Houston in week sixteen, whatever that was. Yeah, week sixteen. Yeah, 16 they lost that game yeah. to Houston and put themselves in this situation where they have yes. to win in Vegas because they, if they had won that game, they'd be in the playoffs right now. Like yeah, Vegas they would have won not last week and they'd be ten and six, and then yeah, there'd be right. no way Vegas were to be so, eliminated last week. So they put themselves in this position in this predicament. So that's why I'm picking picking Vegas to 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 pull out the upset. Well, Derek Carr has been in the playoffs, what, once in his entire career? Yeah. The last so. time that happened, Khalil Mack was on the team. So that was a while ago. So that's Two how years. long it's been. It's yeah, it was three No, the last time they made the playoffs, it was his third year on the team or second year on the team. Like, no joke. They went 12 and four. They had Jack Del Rio as their head coach. They were still in Oakland. So there that goes. I'm just saying. So I'm taking the Chargers. Um, that is it for this week. Do we have our shout-outs for the week? Anybody want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I just got one shout-out there. Shout-outs to my childhood and and shout-outs to Superman right there. I'm going to go for non-sports here. Shout-outs to Superman. Basically, if you looked at it, there's a comic book that came out that's called Superman Red and Blue, and there was actually inciting that Superman got captured by terrorists and they basically poked them up the behind quite uh, doing some type of jail rape so shout out to my childhood because you know how are they gonna do that to an icon so you know what just end it right there shout out to superman i i can't believe quite these iconic comic books are doing these things i'm just I had to throw that out there when i know i went a little bit left field and you know we're supposed to be talking about sports but i'm just gonna end it like that you know y'all can look it up yourselves there is a panel that shows Superman screaming and that stuff. Shout out to that. Look it up. Google it. You are such a weirdo, but thank you. I, <laughs> I, this is what you bring to the show. You're the wild card. It's you true, are, though. Look it you up. Are, you are the Charlie of It's Always Sunny on this show. And I, <laughs> I, I appreciate that about you. That's the that's the role we'll have to play. <laughs> Keep the show alive. Shout out to that. I'm going to go next. Shout out to Lance Stevenson. 
aka born ready for dropping 20 points in the first quarter giving the nets a good scare making um Kyrie actually play some basketball he actually outscored Kyrie in his return and this was Lance Stevenson's first game in two years back in the NBA um shout out to you you're on a 10-day contract hopefully they signed you on for the rest of the season and realize that you can still contribute at 31 and that you're still ready to be in the league um you kind of flamed out with Charlotte but it's good to see another New Yorker get another chance and doing his thing and it seemed like you were much older than this but the fact that you're only 31 I, I feel like you should still be in the NBA for a couple more seasons so I hope you get another chance, another like two, three year deal to play out with um, the Pacers so they help to rebuild and be that veteran presence again with them. Which sounds crazy to say that Lance Stevenson is going to be the veteran presence on the team. I know, but it is what it is. Shout out to him. Shout out to my Bears um, for winning again last week and putting beat them down on the New Jersey Giants. I really appreciate that. Um, and that's it for me, Cat Malik. Um, shout out to Antonio Brown for doing Antonio Brown things once again. Um, and not only doing the Antonio Brown thing that he did against the Jets in week 17, but doing the Antonio Brown thing that Antonio Brown consistently does over the course of the following week after whatever infraction he has occurs. And that is not shutting his mouth, completely talking, completely talking about everything he's going. Antonio Brown gives you all the tea. So that there is no, there is no need. Like there is always his side and the and his side and the team side and the, potentially the truth somewhere in the middle. But, but Antonio Brown is going to tell you what's on his mind, and I love that. I love that. Shout out to him. Um, he said he he said he turned he said he turned his ankle and he was playing hurt. They tried to get him to go out there and play, and he said no. He tore a tendon. Oh, you saw and, the statement yeah. that he let he's out. Bone right? chips. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna have, he to have he's gonna have surgery. Basically, right. He released a statement saying he's gonna he's gonna have to have surgery. Personally, I blame those tight ass shoes that he was wearing that we saw him wear at the end of that we saw him wearing. <laughs> he was trying to get the cab. Some shoes was really, really small on him. I don't think you should be wearing those, sir. I think you should be wearing some. Wearing some and it was cold in New York, too. You should yeah. put some socks on, please. Stop trying to walk out here. Stop trying to be cute. We black. Put some socks on. Put some regular-ass shoes on. <laughs> take them and walk. Well, he's and from Florida, so. I don't care. It's cold. It's in New York. Just, you know, put some socks on and some regular shoes on. Put some Tims on and some shoes on and walk down and walk down the block. And then you may, maybe you wouldn't have turned your ankle. Anyhow... <laughs> shout out to him shout out to him for making it interesting i wasn't on the show last week and i did not give it get a chance to give a huge heartfelt shout out rest in peace rest in paradise to john madden um you know obviously all of us have grown up not just fans of john madden the football game or john madden the football just john madden the man john madden the yeah. the um the, the, the commentator the commentator, you know, his energy, his passion, his love for the game just bled out all over the game. And, and it made it, you know, made the game fun for everybody that was watching, everybody that was paying attention um, to it. If you didn't like football, you could still like John Madden because of the energy that he showed you for football. Like he just yeah. he just loved it so damn much. Um, and so I hope that uh, we continue to pay homage. I hope that the NFL continues to find a way to pay homage to him over the course of the next couple of years, because, you know, again, he's not just a guy he is the nfl and has been you know almost the face of the nfl for a generation of people for the last 30 some odd years so give so give the props to him and figure out a way to commemorate him over the course of these years when you think of someone calling a game you think of him i don't really associate that with baseball because everybody has their own home announcer so there isn't really like a national game announcer i guess but when you think of baseball I mean, when you think of football, you think of John Madden. 
when you think of college football, you think of Keith Jackson. When you think of the NBA, you think of Mark Albert, who just retired last season. Mm -hmm. So this is really an end of an era. It's really yeah. kind of a special time here. You yeah. Know? I mean, Michael Buffer with boxing. There are uh, yeah. Pete Roselle, Pete Roselle, you know, before that, like, you know, with the, um, no, I'm sorry, not how is it? Not Pete Roselle. Howard, Howard Cosell? Howard oh, Cosell. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. How Howard Cosell. Well, I, you know what I watched? That's I watched a, I watched something, a documentary with him and him about him and Muhammad Ali recently. So that's, uh, how, that's how his name is. Howard and Muhammad. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a few, there are very few people who are as iconic as names as him. And then if you and then when you add on the the fact that he had this, that he had the game, right? Yeah. Which to me made people fans of the sport that probably weren't fans of the sport before then. And also it was his idea for them to put the yellow down marker on the on TV. He was like, you know, we should tell them where the first down is because people aren't really following. People, people don't really know. And I was like, are you serious? I didn't realize that was him. He told me they said that'd be too distracting. But they were like, all right, eventually they did it. And it worked. Of course it yeah. worked. We, we look to that now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I just wanted to just make sure I, I gave that gave that props since I wasn't here last week and I can't remember if he passed away before or after we were you guys recorded. It was um, just and before. so yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you guys gave him, but I just wanted to give him my my own props as well. So shout out to no, you, John Madden. Yeah. Rest in paradise. No, we gave our shout outs last week on that. Mm -hmm. We did, we did. Um, shout out to the Knicks and also, oh, I forgot. We will, I guess we're not gonna be picking the national championship game, but I'm taking Georgia. Um, it's going to be January 10th, so that will be that Tuesday after all the money. No, it'll be Monday night after all the games on Sunday. And I'm going to take Georgia, who is uh, getting points, who's the favorite. They are three-point favorites against Alabama. I don't want to see Alabama win again, and I want to see Georgia win their first title since 1980. So shout out to you all, Georgia. I'm rooting Same. for you. You beat down my team, Michigan, who I was rooting for. And, yeah, they really beat down uh, Cincinnati. Although they played a good game, but it probably would have went the same had they played Baylor or Utah or any other team that would have made it. I want Georgia to win, if not for the fact that I don't want my, my former coworker, who's a huge Alabama fan, to text me once the game's over to, to text text the roll tide. I've got so many roll tide texts of his over the course of the last few years that it, it's just it's just maddening. So I don't want that to happen again. Please, Georgia, get this dub. Oh, before. Also, yeah, I do. I do want to do a shout out to Betty White and also another shout out to Dan Reva as well. Another two yep. people that passed away as well oh, this yeah. weekend as well. Shout out to them. And Coy, do apologize once again to um, Christoph Kneecaps. You know, I, oh, I just got a text gosh. from him. You know, he was supposed to be on the show today, but, you know, we they won tonight. Yeah, they won. He was supposed to come in and celebrate, you know, talk about all his, his great career, or whatever. But, you know, we had to make time for something else. So, anyway, shout outs to him. Maybe they next week. Dirk. Yeah. And we will see y'all next week when we'll be breaking down the NFL playoffs and I guess some NBA games. I'll see what we can do with that. Um, the majority of the NBA games are played on Wednesdays and Fridays, so we'll see if we can pick on some Friday games. Even if we don't have the spreads, we'll just pick the outright winners. Um, most of the teams are getting their guys back healthy, so they've kind of gotten through the COVID, the Omicron variant uh, boom, I guess, in the NFL, or in the NBA, I should say, and in the NFL. And Kyrie is back, which is kind of interesting, so... We'll be talking about that going forward with the NBA. That'll be a while. But we'll Shout see, out to uh, him. Yeah. Forget, forget all the play away games. All right. We out of here. Peace. Peace.